Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> it's only me. It's only the camera. How's it going? With Pete Davis, sidekick, producer, and sports raconteur extraordinaire, and the mechanical mangler at the controls. Yeah, you know him as Flounder, and it's Tuesday. Oh, the day I was born. Da, 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 da. Yeah, we got your stuff. Got a little news action for you. Got some goofing around. Got a little showbiz. I got the Oscars. I totally forgot about it till I was listening this morning. And the nominations are out, and I'll bet you I don't know anything about anything. But we'll try to uh, maybe bring along some uh, fun and entertainment. Also, you're going to hear, uh, hear from Neil Bortz. Although not like they promised in the morning. Actually, he's going to join us on Thursday for a little cut-in thing. But <laughs> In fact, I called in. I had to call the morning show. No, he's not coming on today. But he will. Actually, you'll hear him because they did talk to Neil on every Tuesday in the morning show. They do that. Anyway, what we'll talk about. Uh, Pete Davis, what's new in the mountains of Macon, sir? It, uh, you know, the weather's broken a little bit, I think, probably, huh? Uh-oh, we're back to the, uh, he's gone again. No, that's my, no, no. I stupidly oh. had my, uh, my oh. microphone turned down <laughs> like a moron. I was going to say, cause I, that's it. I, it's over. I'm done. <laughs> no, no, this, no, I, I no, keep forgetting it. to turn the damn thing yeah. off. So. <laughs> it, well, it, it was so warm this morning. I strapped the boots on and actually got down in the creek and, and walked around in the water. It was warm. It's 50 yeah. degrees. I'll be, yeah, it, 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 actually quite pleasant. I had my back door open for various Reasons for the fresh air, excuse me? Uh, what? I know, a few reasons. <laughs> Just to air out the place, you know. <laughs> hey, I live alone, all right? Open up. <laughs> a little too much information. Still trying to fumigate from the Asian cheerleader uh, high heel review over the weekend at the Kimber Fan Club section. So, anyway, uh, 305 Flounder, how are you, sir? What's going on? Anything new and exciting? And uh, you All know? is well on this side of the glass, yeah. as normal. Okay, okay. Well, we've uh, we got a full of, of, of a slate of stuff. We will talk about the Academy Awards. We'll talk. Oh, by the way, you're. Uh, a, a country music star bar fight with cops not a good sign just had just got the word of the also then we'll talk about the oscars uh pete has a, a, a total conspiracy theory about the three dead guys in kansas city and so we'll, we'll definitely going to talk more about that also have you seen the video of, of barbara lee that snotty lying racist uh, white hating monster of a congresswoman from uh, california barbara lee who is now pulling a jussie smollett about being uh, disrespected by a white guy. And she said, well, this white guy. <laughs> I love when I say, well, this white guy. It's like me saying, well, this black chick. <laughs> God. <laughs> this, whole, this whole division thing started with Putty Tat. Well, we'll get to that later on. Anyway, also, uh, wait to hear what there's some critical race training in Pennsylvania. And even an Obama judge says, no, you can't go that far. They were actually one woman, and one of the breathing exercises to show white supremacy, one woman in charge of this uh, e equality, equity, bull black thing uh, has, was doing breathing exercises, and she suggested that the white staff members at the University of Pennsylvania need to hold their breath longer than people of color in order to feel the pain that George Floyd endured. 
That's in a federal program, a, a, a CRT training program. If you don't think they're trying to divide this, no, well, anyway, we'll get to that. Also, oh, by the way, uh, one Pennsylvania school board had had it up to here with wokeness. Remember, I, mean, I remember a couple of years ago, and it was still going on, the, FBI, the federal Gestapo investigation was saying school board people who go to school boards and, uh, and, and yell at their administrators are white supremacists and they're danger to society and stuff like that. Well, this one school board in Pennsylvania said, oh, yeah, well, we'll show you. And they, they, they de-elected all of them and put a whole brand, elected a whole brand new school board, and they just said, we're going back to our Indian mascot. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> First thing they did was go back to the Indian mascot. So screw you, hey, woke people. Are, yeah. They're paying tribute to the American Indians. I mean, I, I mean, anyway, Good. we'll talk. I mean, seriously. Also, you crybabies in California, they're all getting upset because hundreds of thousands of rich Californians are fleeing the worst state in the country, and they, now they're they're coming out with opinion editor things, sort of begging people not to say anything bad about them when they flee. <laughs> Stop talking about us. <laughs> it's bad enough you're taking your money with you. Anyway, Tucker Carlson's couple talk him about taking on Canada. He's actually threatening Justin Trudeau, uh, Fidel Castro's kid. Anyway, and a sweet story. I can't wait to talk about this. The Taylor Swift fan, the little girl, the mama, and the bare-chested Buffalo Bill, uh, 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 what's he, a Philadelphia player, brother of uh, Travis Kelsey's brother, and a sweet little story, and that little girl will have a story to tell the rest of her life, and I think it's great. Anyway, uh, 308. Uh, Now, a couple things, a couple things. Uh, uh, First of all, our number, 404-741-1230, Let's see. Um, Oh, let's let's do a, uh, well, we're going to hear from Neil Bortz here in a second. First of all, uh, this morning, I was listening to the morning show, guys, and they were saying that they thought that, that Neil Bortz was going to join us today. Well, he actually was not going to join us. He's going to join us this Thursday, this week on Thursday. And from now on, um, uh, once a week, we're not really sure what day it could be. Well, if, yeah, we're still trying to iron out the details. Uh, but, so it doesn't, you know, the problem is Neil's retired, so yeah. he's driving all over the country in his freaking bus. So whenever he can do it, we'll take it. I mean, just tell him. I don't give a crap. It's, you know, 3.30 on a Wednesday or Friday afternoon it's at 5. I don't care. I mean, whatever is available, we'll do it. It's, you know, it's just it's radio and it's entertainment. So I don't care when we do it. If we, when we, if, if we know, we'll try to tell you so you can tune it in. But, uh, again, uh, anytime. Is, is fine. Okay. Anyway, so this morning, uh, I, I, the reason I'm bringing it, I thought it was pretty funny was because, uh, our, and by the way, I've been disrespecting uh, the uh, uh, Fanny, the Fulton County Flucy entirely. I didn't realize how cagey she was. She went, she was the side piece of this guy, Nathan Wade, the lawyer. She was his side piece. He was married, so she was his side piece. Fanny was clever enough, like, like you know, she was a little uh, Fulton County Al Capone. She was clever enough to buy him away from the wife by hiring him to be on her staff and paying him almost $700,000. And the day she hired him, and the next day he filed for divorce from his wife. I mean, this is unbelievable. She's so clever. Uh, and, and by the way, apparently the, the record shows that he's paying her, like uh, the, uh, the, the lawyer who is now split from his wife is paying her something like seven. $700 a week. And she's always overdrawn at the bank, overdrawn at the bank, can't afford stuff. 700 a week. He made $700,000 from Fanny. How about forking over a little something for the ex? I can't believe it. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk more about it. But the reason I bring it up is because this lawyer, uh, this guy Nathan Wade, had no experience at, uh, in RICO cases or federal charges or anything like that at all. It's, it was her boyfriend, her side, the side piece. And so, yeah. and, and in fact, the most thing he was, most commonly did, according to the records that are now showing up in the court cases, the thing he did mostly was people who wanted to get their name changed. And he would go into court to get their name changed. And he would file the papers to get people's name changed. Well... Speaking of name changes, 
The morning boys today, we're talking about, we, we have these little flyers that go around of information, you know, little little fun facts and stuff like that. And one that's been floating around the last couple of days, I, so I'm going to slow down now, thank you, uh, has been a, an article or a little thing, a research about famous names that are going by the wayside and what the new names are, stuff like that. So the morning guys were talking about it, and they were also talking about middle names. Today, on Tuesdays, every Tuesday at 724, they always say 730, but they're lying, at 724, 723, 725, Neil Bortz calls in on Tuesday mornings, live on the morning show. And so today he was calling in, and speaking of name changes, I thought this was a very interesting story, and so uh, I've asked Flounder to get the uh, repeat for you of Neil Bortz talking about why he had to get a name change and why it was not as easy as you might think yeah well it's what my parents did to me yeah but and then it was the real id act when it came along that made me made me go ahead and change my middle name to a who in the hell <laughs> during world war ii Oh, you got to give their kid the middle name of Adolf. Who is going to Adolf? Do that? I no idea. You drinking. I mean, that's worse than Lamont, which is my middle name. I don't know. Yeah, Neil says I don't know. Lamont's uh, bad, and it is. I agree. I, I don't but know. Then, Neil just said he'll take Adolf back. <laughs> exactly. Instead of but Lamont. Then, but then after the Real ID Act came along, where your full name had to be on your uh, on your driver's license, and and I'm doing a lot of commercial flying back then, and I'd get up to the, the TSA, and on my driver's license, the Neil Adolph Bortz Jr. was printed, <laughs> so that the most prominent <laughs> damn word there was Adolph. Oh, so, no. yeah, so these, oh, Adolph, I see. Oh, it's oh, Adolph. We know all about you. Yeah, I, I and when we, oh, you were born during World War II, and so I I. You know, being a lawyer, uh, I went and, and uh, filed the petition to change my name. Now, you know, it, changing your name has a rough time in the courts because they're always concerned that you're doing it for some nefarious purpose to, right. to dodge debts or what have you. And the judge really grilled me on it. Was that where? Okay, and, and the last part, the last final statement was when he told her, uh, "I'm changing it from Adolf." She said, "Oh, well, sorry, you know, <laughs> that's the reason because it's freaking Adolf." <laughs> I mean, yeah, my God! Yeah, you, yeah. And again, it was it was after World War II. How could you name your kid Adolf after? <laughs> it just makes anyway. Adolf Hilton. Uh, and it was fun because a tug was here this morning, and uh, uh, and he came in to say hi in the booth. I, I, when he heard we were doing a board segment he thought there was a little something in it for him so he was looking for you know just to wet his beak you know a little taste and i said what? no there's there'll be no money there'll be no cash well i mean you know. <laughs> other than talking about adolf lamont <laughs> lamont yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a big one lamont <laughs> that's right <laughs> there's a big one baby real elizabeth <laughs> 313 with a kimmer pete and flounder we got news coming up too look out here we go. <laughs> Look out. We're live. That was close. <laughs> He's hot. 318, how you doing? Look out. It's only me. Yeah, baby. Got a little yard protection here for you. For the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder, our phone number, 404-741-1230. This is uh, English musician Top Topham. 
died on this day one year ago today. What? He was 74, 75 years old. Top, top and died. Sorry, I, I did uh, Bowie. So he's on your on David his day Bowie. list. Ah, of course. He I was going to say. I so normally whenever I set man. that up, Kimmer, I, I put those first. I've got, oh, I got you. Okay. And and then, then we have another one on the second page of Mr. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Now I see what you've done, sir. Quick Very learner excellent. here. No, no, I get it. I, it's, I didn't know that those were first up. Yeah. I, that was Nothing my mistake. Nothing gets by him. No, Nothing. no, I just, it's my bad. Well, you know, frankly, <laughs> I'm a wreck. Let's just say I'm a freaking hot mess. I've got like five things I have to do in my life, and I can't do them. I'm paralyzed because I can't get them all done. I just can't. Kimmer. You know, it's like it's, 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 I, I'm going nuts. I mean, I swear to God, I'm freaking crazy. I'm, I'm going crazy nut off. It's here. It's true. What did we go through yesterday? I don't remember. See, there we go. I have no idea what I did yesterday. I don't even know what I had uh, this, drove, drove, drove to work. <clears throat> this is the era of the winter Kimmer. Ah, the, oh, the the winter Kimmer. Winter. Ah, well, in that case, I'm going to have I'm going to hire Flounder's uh, girl, my cleaning girl, uh, to to make another a return appearance of the Kimmer. So, although I'm afraid she'll walk in. Oh my God, she'll walk in there and say uh, six hundred dollars. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait wait wait, wait a minute. Don't, don't talk. Don't, don't talk about Veronica like that. Don't call her his cleaning lady. Uh, yeah, hardly. <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't need to clean anything over at his place. You could do surgery on those floors. He, anyway, he's Felix Unger. Yeah. I mean, uh, your girl would come in and say, I'm just say $800. So we just, there's no, <laughs> and I'll be here for two days. Anyway, <laughs> poor bastard. Anyway, that was David Bowie. Well, let, uh, if you want to play it again, we'll start over and I'll do a better job. On this day in 1976, David Bowie released his 10th album, Station to Station, which uh, featured his classic hit, Golden Years. Golden Years. He's singing that right now. There you are. And uh, let's see, on our birthday list today, uh, thank you, Flounder, 320 on our birthday list, uh, Mariska Hargitay, 60 years old, Olivia Benson on Law and & Order and Special Victims Unit, and of course, I guess we all know this, Mariska's 60. Her mom was Jane Mansfield, the 60s goddess, uh, Jane Mansfield and Marilyn Monroe and uh, uh, Anita Ekberg, and there were four or five, Jean Lola Bridget, uh, there were a bunch of mostly blondes, but there were, you know, some bombshells back then in the 60s. Mariska and her brothers were in the back seat of their car during the accident that killed her mother in 1967. None of the kids suffered any serious injuries. Mariska Hargitay was only three years old at the time. And, of course, the famous story was that Jane Mansfield had her head chopped off. The fact of the matter was it was a wig that went flying, and the rumor got out that there was her head laying in the road, and that was not true. But anyway, Mariska's 60 years old. Happy birthday, and she doesn't remember anything about it, thank God. Well, let's see. On this day, let's do a history thing. Oh, oh, uh, Pete, uh, we talked yesterday, I think it was, about LeVar Burton. When he was on the, the show about 23 and me, he found out he's got his, his great great grandfather was a Confederate war hero or something. To- a white Toby. guy <laughs> from Mississippi or something. Anyway, well, he's pitching in the news again today. It was on this very day, 1977, Roots. One of the greatest series of all time, and it's coming back. In, uh, in uh, February, I think. Is it on FX? I don't remember now. Or HBO? I don't remember who's doing it. I think it might be FX or. You think uh, a Shogun? Oh, yeah, it could be. I think it's a Shogun. Yeah, that's the same thing. Japanese in the Middle Ages as well, opposed to slavery well, in the 1800s. Yeah, same thing. You know, they're people of color. I'm trying to be inclusive. You know, oh, Japanese, black, I mean, you know, you can't discriminate. Good the 1400s in Japan, 1800s in America. Yeah, it's the exact same thing. <laughs> my God. <laughs> <laughs> Good 
Good night, everybody. <laughs> I tell you, I'm a, I'm a wreck. I'm a hot mess. I just, it's. it's <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Lordy. Anyway, uh, Roots on this day, 1977. LeVar Burton, half Confederate lineage. The Alex Haley book turned into one of the great series of all time. Eight episode miniseries, it was. It won nine Emmys, a Golden Globe, mm-hmm. and a Peabody. One of the uh, great the best scenes. The best scene in the whole series was when the, that horde of samurai ninjas came through the plantation <laughs> and just wiped everybody out. <laughs> didn't didn't Rooster take his, his uh, fiddle sideways on his hip and try to fight him off with his fiddle, I think, pretty much. Chicken, with chicken Sam, George? Chicken yeah. George. Was that it? Chicken Rooster George. Chicken, I don't remember. <laughs> they beheaded him. <laughs> I remember holding, holding Kunta Kinte up to the moon and saying, Kunta Kinte in Africa, and then he became a slave. So, anyway, the Lion what King. a great series. Anyway. I could have been the Lion King. Uh, which I never saw. All right, 323. <laughs> Let me alone. <coughs> okay, big trouble for country music star Chris Young. Uh, he was at a bar in Nashville last night, the Tin Roof Bar. And all of a sudden, the agents of the Alcohol and Beverage Commission came in to do a compliance check. And when I guess when they do that, everybody in the bar has to stand there with their IDs in front of them. Everybody has to show their... Uh, they said uh, they did a... Uh, a, a held, uh, Chris Young is 38 years old, so it wasn't like they thought he was underage. Uh, the, uh, the commission did a, a complete compliance check. According to the arrest affidavit, an agent approached Chris Young who was holding his ID card above his head after checking the ID for this age, even though he's 38. The agent handed the card back to country singer uh, uh, Chris Young, who then began asking the group of agents questions. While the questions were going on, Chris Young was recording the agents. After completing the check, the agents moved to another bar for more compliance checks. Come on, a pain in the ass that's got to be in Nashville. Government. Jeez. Uh, anyway, compliance checks, uh, and uh, Young and a group of guys followed them to the next bar, the doghouse. Att- <laughs> while attempting to leave the establishment, apparently the agent claimed that Chris Young put his arm out to block his exit and struck him. The uh, ABC agent then said he pushed the musician back to create distance. Other bar patrons got involved. Uh, Young had to be physically detained. That was a bar fight. And Chris Young, had, fight. Uh, Chris Young had to be physically detained with handcuffs while his associates can, uh, made the situation hostile, it says here. Mr. Young's eyes were bloodshot and watery. He had blurred speech. Uh, and they arrested him on three counts, disorderly conduct, resisting arrest, and assaulting an officer. He is going to go to court in February. Chris Young. And this is uh, I'm Coming Over, I think, is a big hit song. Save it for another time. Try not to think yeah, it kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, what the hell? Why would he? He was asking for it, you know? If he followed him to the other bar recording him and stuff, would it, would, you know? Well, 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 wouldn't you say that these agents are asking for it when they're well, asking yeah. 38-year-old the men thing. to yeah. show their well, ID? I, yeah, I don't understand this. They're, obviously, I, I, now, I've never spent any time in Nashville. Obviously, Nashville is a hot, rocking place. In fact, it's one of the new, it was just a survey uh, last week or something, it said Nashville is one of the places to go in America to celebrate, have fun, or to move. Uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. and a very active social life, and you can get in. It's got colleges and Just medical comply. stuff. And, yeah, but, but, but again, if they're going to start doing this, cracking down on one bar after another, asking grown men for the, almost 40 years old for an ID? Please. I mean, that's just ridiculous. 
Uh, unless there have been a slew of 15-year-olds getting served and their parents are fi- mad because they're getting a car wreck after Actually, this will be a good uh, question to ask Shannon tomorrow because he was a bar owner in Texas. Well, there you are. If we can, We'll make a note and uh, remember Thursday. that. Uh, uh, Thursday. Thursday. That's what I meant. Tomorrow, Thursday. today, Thursday. <laughs> <Yeah>, yesterday. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway, so Chris, uh, Chris Young is having a little bit of an issue coming up here next month when he goes to court. Uh, 326 for the Kira Pete and Flounder. And the Oscar... Well, we're going to do Pete's uh, conspiracy theory coming up. And all, oh, by the way, uh, I have a couple of one-liners you're going to like, Pete. We have this new service. It's uh, pumping out little liners about various things. And Fal, we'll do one right. I've got a couple of sports things I think later on you like. Uh, here's one that's uh, uh, this come out a little kind of a, a liner joiner comment f- for disc jockeys and so forth. Um, a Brazilian college student thought he'd been hit by a rock. Turns out he'd been shot. And he partied for several days not knowing there was a bullet lodged in his brain. He's now being aggressively recruited by Arizona State. <laughs> I thought, bing, bang, ho, hi-ho. Because he always ragged me for being an honors graduate yeah. of Arizona State in the top 10% of my class. Four years of college in two years. Summer school, night school. I went I went 20 hours a day, seven days a week almost, it seemed done. Anyway. So I fill both <laughs> um, Let's see, 327. Okay, Academy Award nominations are out. Again, uh, and a couple of snubs. Now, again, I haven't been to the movies, and I haven't seen any of these movies because if they're not on TV yet, I haven't seen them because I'm not going to a theater, especially by myself. I, I, just, I can't take, I just can't go to a movie theater and get there, you know, where there's still people coming in and pick a seat and hope somebody doesn't, a stranger doesn't sit next to me. I mean, I can't, I just can't do it. I don't want to do it. Anyway, uh, the domination. Of the- well, you know, you, yeah. you know, nowadays you can go, you can go online and find your seat and reserve it, and you can look and see if there's anyone around you. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get that app. I'm going to go get my uh, watch with an app on it to see what the uh, app of the theater no, no, seating arrangement is. No, no, it's the Sandy Springs <laughs> that they, they do that theater right here at Sandy Springs that, uh, that Bill Tush yeah. runs. I think the last uh, restaurant yeah. I think I went to in Atlanta I think was uh, the, the dinner in a movie place in Buckhead where you, they'd serve you, they have waitresses and actually bring you food while you're watching the movie. Uh, and actually, it was pretty cool. I have to say, it was uh, it was okay. Well, I had a cheeseburger and a, you know whatever, uh, so it wasn't you know like a big time charity. But anyway, uh, so anyway, I, I, the pictures Oppenheimer dominated the nominations. Thirteen nominations, including Best Picture and Best Star. Best Star, as opposed to Actor and Actress, they have a Best Star for Cillian Murphy. Never heard of that. Never heard of Cillian Murphy. Cillian Murphy, yeah. Cillian. You have to see. Uh, Cillian, I, he's Irish. He's Cillian. Peaky Blinders. He was in Inception. He's an Irish guy. Oh, he was I, in the I, Batman I, movies. I he played I, the Scarecrow. Yeah, you know I, I, yeah, I know he is. Uh, the Best Supporting Actor nod and Actress for Robert Downey and Emily Blunt. Best Director nod for Christopher Nolan. Uh, was one nomination short of the all-time record of 14 set by Titanic in 1998. Barbie had eight award nominations and a snub... Because Margot Robbie was not nominated for Best Actress, and Greta Gerwig was not nominated for Best Director. However, uh, America Ferreira, she would do, used to do that TV show. Uh, she's a cute little chubby little, uh, uh, like, was she Italian or Spanish or something? I like her a lot. She's a cute, a cute girl. Uh, she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress, America Ferreira, over her role in Barbie. Pundit saying her character's impassioned speech on feminism had sealed the deal and got her the nomination. Ryan Gosling uh, had best song <laughs> for Ken. The f- but, Ken got in the <laughs> but, 
the, the great thing was the Barbie was done against the patriarch. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The men were running everything. This was women's empowerment. Yeah, yeah. Not only did Margot Robbie not get nominated, <laughs> or the, director the female girl. director didn't get nominated, but the guy playing the Ken doll got nominated <laughs> got for award. Best Actor. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, remember, the best the best woman of America is a guy these days. Uh, 3.30 with a Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. Let's go <laughs> out, out to dinner and see a movie. <laughs> Let's go out to dinner and see a movie. Let's go out to dinner and see a movie. Actually, John Travolta and what's her name uh, dancing the, the um, twist. Uh, Uma Thurman, Uma. I want to win this contest, and you better win. Yeah, doing the, doing the fingers over the eyes like uh, a <laughs> fat my... Yeah. Oh, Lord. Chuck Berry, ladies and gentlemen. Chuck Berry was 38 years ago today, 1986, which amazes me, by the way, that it was that we took this long. The uh, first inductees into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but it wasn't done until 1986. I, I can't believe there wasn't a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1960 or so. Anyway, it wasn't that much rock and roll, I guess. Anyway, whatever. 1986. Chuck Berry. Can you name the uh, the uh, ten inductee, first ten inductees? Either one, uh, yeah, I'll Babe Ruth, Honus Wagner, Christy That's Madison. what I thought. Now, Flounder, okay, are, are you up? On, could you name the first 10 inductees of the, of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? No. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I won't either. Actually, I got them right here. Chuck Berry, James Brown, Ray Charles, Sam Cooke, Fats Domino, the Everly Brothers, Buddy Holly, Jerry Lee Lewis, Elvis Presley, Little Richard, Jimmy Rogers, and Sam Phillips. Among the first class Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, 1986. I don't know who Sam Phillips. I remember the name. I don't remember what he did. Sam, Sam Phillips, Phillips is the guy who ran, I think, Sun Records in Memphis, wasn't he? Okay, that, that makes. Uh, yeah, I know the name, but I, I can't remember what he uh, what he did. Our birthday list includes uh, Princess Caroline of Monaco, 67, murdered her mother Grace Kelly. Uh, Prince Rainier's daughter also. Well, maybe she didn't murder her, but she was driving the car over a cliff or something and killed her or whatever. Anyway, Pr driver. <laughs> Princess Caroline is uh, 67 years old today. Still going strong. Take the will. i got to do my makeup. Yeah, i got to. Uh, Grace Kelly, one of the most uh, just naturally beautiful women I've ever seen. Just naturally. And her in Rear Window and all the Hitchcock stuff. Just what a gorgeous, gorgeous woman. Philadelphia story. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. 
Actually, which one? They that's the one where she met the guy. I think that's where. I think it was because of that she met Prince Rainier. I think because of that movie. I, I could it? be wrong. Anyway, yes, sir. Well, the first, the first, the Philadelphia story was Jimmy Stewart and Kate Hepburn and Cary Grant. But then they made a musical with with Grace and Frank Sinatra and somebody else. It was the same story, but it was a musical. Ah, I forget the name of it. I don't know that one. Anyway, on this day in history, a little a piece of remarkable history for us medically, and uh, you're going to learn, learn a new word. 1922, this day, the shot that saved 14-year-old Leonard Thompson, a diabetic dying at Toronto General Hospital. 1922, this day, 12 days earlier, he had been given the first injection of a drug called Isletin, now known as insulin. The trouble was the severe allergic reaction nearly killed him, so a biochemist named James Collip worked to improve the formula and purify the extract made from... Do you know where they get insulin? Where the extract of insulin comes from? The, pancre the pancreas of an ox. And the second shot, after he improved it in the lab 12 days later, the second shot brought the kid out of his coma, and he lived a normal life. 1922. Wow, pretty cool. Anyway, boys, how's it going? It's uh, 329. I almost got it out there. And to the phones. Can I get to, anything else from a boy? Never mind. To the mm. phones. To the phones. It's Laura joining us. Lori, Lori joining us here with the Kimmer Pete Flounder. Hi, Lori. Welcome aboard. What's going on? Hi, Kimmer. Um... I had to write down what I was going to say because I had that disease, and you left me on hold, and I forgot what I was going to say. I think you're... I wrote this down. Oh, good. Well, see, I do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I got distracted on the other stuff you said, and I was like, dang it, i got to yeah. write this down. That's my fault. I but, know it. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, the ID thing at Nashville, we went to Gatlinburg for Christmas and went for a few days, and we, we've not went anywhere for a little while mm -hmm. and we were in the old red uh restaurant bar which is blake's mm -hmm. and i didn't carry my stuff because you know i didn't carry my purse my husband had his id and money and so i was just with you know we was together mm -hmm. and we went to get a drink and she the lady the bartender she said well i need to see your id <laughs> and i said oh i don't have mine she said well the camera's on us she had her back to the camera she said just just get a credit card, whatever you got, pull it and just show it. So they're watching them wow. continuously. And But, you know, you think about these jerks that come in there. Nashville is booming, making yeah. all kind of money. Yeah. That pay these suckers that come in there and harass people. Yeah. And that's all they're doing is because they hate us. Well, I don't get it because Nashville, honestly, I, I was just a survey. I just saw something recently, and, and it named Nashville as, uh, it, maybe it might have been something oh, like the best place to celebrate right. New Year's Eve or something. Oh, it's it's a tremendously it's hot, hot spot these days. Uh, and it's happening. I'm talking from bridesmaids to weddings to yeah. I'm birthdays, and they all those singers have nice bars. It's very nice. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. And, but I can't, this, and I'm, I'm proud of Chris. They're probably sick of this. Yeah. You well, know, I. They're money into that town and they harassed it. Yeah. It'd be different if they was called in of young people. Yeah. You know, serving. Yeah. But no, I'm telling you, anybody came to that bar, she had to, you had to show your ID to that camera. Oh. She said, just hold it up. And I thought, wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sick of this. Really? 
Yeah. Lori, thanks, sweetie. Great to talk to you. You have a great day. Be careful out there. Uh, Kimber Feed Flounder, 342. Uh, and, and always a pleasure to talk to our Kimber babes. And our number is 404-741-1230. Uh, we'll get to Pete's conspiracy theory here in a second. Uh, a little bit more on this Oscar stuff, I guess. Why not? Uh, let's see. The best actor in the leading role, Bradley Cooper and Cillian Murphy. Um, uh, Coleman Domingo, Paul Giamatti, and Jeffrey Wright got nominations for Best Actor in a Leading Role. I don't know what movies. Leonardo DiCaprio was not recognized for Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, let's see. And, uh, best Actress in a Leading Role, Annette Benning, Annette Benning, Lily Gladstone, Sandra Huller, Carrie Mulligan, and Emma Stone. Uh, this girl, Gladstone... Uh, let's see. What's her name? Uh, Lily Gladstone is the first Native American nominated for Best Actress for her performance in Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, let's see. Uh, best Actor in a Supporting Role, Sterling K. Brown. Don't know who that is. Robert De Niro, Robert Downey Jr., Ryan Gosling, and Mark Ruffalo. Uh, let's see. Um, actress in a Supporting Role, Emily Blunt, Danielle Brooks. America Ferreira, Jodie Foster, Divine Joy Randolph. This is uh, Joy. This girl Joy has been defying Hollywood's mold of how a leading lady should look. It says here she already has a Golden Globe and is favorite for uh, BAFTA, and an Oscar for her performance as a bereaved cook in The Holdovers. So what does that mean? She defies how a leading lady should look. What is she hideously she, ugly? She's no. She's a, a large black woman. Ah. Well, so hell, the girl, the first one, the first black chicken, uh, Gone with yeah, the Wind, got the thing. She was well, a large black woman. That what are they talking ex- about? I mean, uh, there's a lot of people that are not happy with that award. With that first one or the one now? Yeah, was a, yeah, the, there's the a lot of black one? actors who just cringe when they talk about that movie and that. The, I ain't birthing no babies. Oh. Isn't that the one? Is that the girl? That was No, that was the young one that yelled out. Oh. I, I don't know I nothing, nothing about birthing no babies. No babies. I don't know nothing about no By the way, what? Go down the list of the best pitchers and just see if we've seen any of them. Okay. Uh, the Academy Awards uh, nominations for... Oh, wait. Hold on a second now. Uh, oh, here we go. Best picture nominations. Number one, American Fiction. No. I've never not seen it. Never heard probably of it. Won't. Do you know anything about it? Have you ever heard of it? Yeah. It's about uh, either they're making a movie or writing a book or something like that. And, it's, it's of course, it's about racism and oh, white God. people. And, you know, it's just... Flounder, do you know Have you ever heard of American... Oh, he's in the back room. Sorry. I can never tell where you are. Yeah. So you... It's no, about racism. Uh, the movie American Fiction, nominated for Best Picture. You ever heard of it? American Fiction. American Fiction. Now, is it a Netflix or a Hulu? I no, I don't know. <laughs> uh, how about Jeffrey a, Wright? How about Anatomy of a Fall? Another best never pick nomination. How about Barbie? My best pick nomination. Haven't seen it yet. The, I I saw about four minutes of it. Well, it was on the other night on HBO or someplace, ironically, uh, which I'll I think watch. is fairly soon. And I saw I, I saw a few minutes of it, and it was you know it was happy and stylized, and everybody's in pink and they're jumping around and doing. And I thought, well, okay, but I don't really. I, I, it's not the kind of movie I really probably well, would en- would enjoy. So. Bill Maher made a point on his show about it. He says in the movie at some point she bursts into Mattel headquarters and starts yelling about the patriarchy Barbie does, and everybody in the boardroom is some, is a white guy, basically, a man. Hmm. And he looked into it, and half of the people on Mattel's board are women. <laughs> really? Uh, there you go. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll wrap this up. we got uh, 345, and uh, you hear from Tucker Carlson, also the Pete Conspiracy Theory, and the fed that Barbara Lee, you're gonna, well, you'll hear from her next. This is unbelievable. Another phony uh, racism in America, live and well. Yeah, in your freaking head. What a disgrace. 346, camera Pete and Flounder. Look out. <laughs> 
<laughs> How you doing? Look out. 352, the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Uh, 106.3, freaking Tuesday. Look out. There we go. Yeah, Yardbirds. Look out. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, the freaking 70s, man. Ah, uh, mercy. On this day last year, one year ago, English musician Top Topham passed away at the age of 75, best known as the blues guitarist and the first lead guitarist of the Yardbirds. He left the, uh, Topham left the band before they achieved mainstream popularity, was replaced by Eric Clapton. That was uh, last year, died at the age of 75. Uh, let's see, our birthday list includes um, Richard Dean Anderson, the original MacGyver, and Jack O'Neill on Stargate SG-1. Uh, MacGyver, uh, original Dean, is uh, 74 years old today. Yada-da. And, boy, do I remember this, and I have a lot of thoughts about it. On this day, 1973, President Richard Nixon, the President of the United States, went on national television to make an important announcement. The following <laughs> statement is being issued at this moment in Washington and Hanover. the beginning of our be At 12.30 Paris time today, January 23, 1973, <laughs> the agreement on ending the war and restoring peace in Vietnam was initialed by Dr. Henry Kissinger on behalf of the United States and Special Advisor Lee Ducto on behalf of the Democratic Republic of Vietnam. Democrat. The agreement will be formally signed by the parties participating in the Paris Conference on Vietnam on January 27, 1973 at the International Conference Center in Paris. The ceasefire will take effect at 2400 Greenwich Mean Time, January 27, 1973. The United States and the Democratic Republic of Vietnam express the hope that this agreement will ensure stable peace in Vietnam and contribute to the preservation of lasting peace in Indochina and Southeast Asia. That concludes the formal statement. Yeah. Well, anyway, that was supposedly above uh, uh, ending it through a uh, victory through peace or a uh, peace through withdrawal or I don't remember what the hell. Bunch of crap. Jesus. You know, I mean, now, now we're all friends and buddies, you know, I mean, so uh, every, every time this happens, you go, oh, yeah, let's go back and visit. Yeah, yeah, well, let's do that. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Well, the good thing about the Vietnamese is they have always hated the Chinese. Well, that's true. So. They'll, be, they'll be on our side no matter what. <laughs> oh, mercy. 355. Okay, well, we'll wrap up this whole Academy thing. And we got to talk about this chick, uh, uh, Barbara Lee. What a disgrace. What a, a, a freaking anti-American disgrace. Uh, the Academy Award nominations, best picture, uh, American fiction, I've heard of them, Anatomy of a Fall. Don't know it. Barbie. The Holdovers. You know that one, Peter Flounder? Yeah, it's Paul Giamatti. He's at a boys' co uh, school somewhere, and it's over Christmas vacation, and some of the boys oh, don't have homes there. to go home to. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is like uh, my master, master. I'm the master of my soul. It gets up on the desk and uh, with Robin Williams yeah. or somebody that isn't it's a prep like school that. thing like that. Is that what yeah. it is? The master of your domain. The master of your domain. <laughs> 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 well, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Here's my 200. <laughs> Helping up one of those pretty leg apps again. <laughs> anyway. uh, so that's holdovers. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Boy, is that getting a lot of publicity? I don't know what it's about. Uh, you know what we know it's about? It's, a uh, of it's about a murder on an Indian reservation and oil oh, and that's stuff. Right. Okay. Yes, um, uh, Maestro. I don't know that yeah. one. Is that uh, that's a it's a biopic oh the New York of oh the about the, about the nose 
The guy's yeah, nose. Leonard Bernstein. Leonard Bernstein's yeah. nose. That became a thing because the guy had to do a fake nose, and, and everybody yeah. went nuts. The critics said, oh, you're making fun of Jews. And he said, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, he, his nose looked like that. I, you know, he's not making fun of anybody. That's what he was. You're making and, fun of him. You know, you critics are making fun like of him. him. Yeah, and he looked just it was like great. him. And in fact, his family said, geez, leave him alone. Our dad had a great nose, and, uh, you know, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I remember that about the freaking nose. What a bunch of idiots. Uh, anyway, let's see where that's uh, that was uh, Maestro Oppen. Okay, then Oppenheimer, uh, past lives. I don't. I never heard of that one. Uh, poor things. I've heard of that only because of the actresses were. Nobody's gonna see. Nobody's that. gonna see that. Uh, do you know what it's about? Yeah, it's about a, a girl who comes back to like bring her back to life. It's almost uh, like a Frankenstein thing, and uh, she's decided she's going to taste life. And it's all you know, uh, anti this and that. You know, it's another one of these women rule. And, oh boy. And, and the last one listed here for best picture nomination is the Zone of Interest. The hell is Never that? Heard. I'll bet that's a foreign film. The Zone of Interest. Anyway, it's uh, March 10th, Academy Awards. Jimmy Kimmel doing it. And for the oh, record, no. the uh, Raspberries are out too. Um, announced a performance in movies deemed the worst of the year. Jennifer Lopez, Megan Fox, and Vin Diesel are given Razzie nods as Sylvester Stallone's Expendables led the list in seven categories for Razzies of badness. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, three fifty. Do we have time to play a uh, Barbara Lee? Uh, a Barbara Lee story. This is a, a congressman, Democrat, liar from California, uh, claimed that she was a victim of racism trying to get into the Capitol one day. She said this on TV on CNN. I was walking from the House building on Capitol Hill to the Capitol, and a man, a white guy, stopped me and told me I could not get into the member's elevator. And, you know, we have uh, pens, and I was going to vote. And he blocked me from getting into the elevator and told me I was not a member of Congress, and it was for members only. I said, sir, I'm a member of Congress. And he, I showed him my pen, and he said, whose pen did you steal? Now, this is an example of what personal <laughs> racism is and how... People of color constantly have to deal with this each and every day. But systemic racism is in the policies of this country. And just look at what they're trying to do in terms of eliminating diversity, equity, and inclusion. They're trying to uh, not allow for an equal and level playing field. Oh, that, that's fine. What, what is, again, she was saying, she was responding to Nikki Haley who said, "There's you know, racism is over in America. We have work to do, but we're not built on racism. And that's, that was her response to it. So the reaction to this so-called uh, uh, racism thing... Uh, one woman says, I'm, I'm throwing a flag. I'm calling bourgeois. I'm sure the Capitol Police would be happy to provide confirmation video of some random white dude wandering, wandering the Capitol building waiting for some unsuspecting black Democrat to approach the elevator. Waiting for the truth of that. I'll give it five years before we know really what happened. Another. Uh, let's see the CCTV. And just like Jussie Smollett, she needs a little publicity. She's in fourth place running for the Senate to replace Diane Feinfinkel Cheatstein. Yeah. That's why she's a victim of racism, so she can win the Senate seat. You lousy, stinking, slime bag Democrats. I hate you. <laughs> Four o'clock with a giver beaded flower. I mean, a disgraceful, disgusting bastards. Oh, man. FOM and W292EV Marietta, a Dickie Broadcasting Station. This hour is presented by Atlanta Safe House. Oh, what a night. <laughs> I love the doo-wop songs. 
This is the Dells. Da -da, da -da -da. <laughs> oh, mercy. Love you so. 1998, U.S. soul singer Johnny Funches from the Dells died of pneumonia at the age of 62. The Dells had the 1950. <laughs> oh, stop that ringing. I like this song. The Dells had the 1956 hit, Oh, What a Night, and the uh, 1968, oh, my thing just went off of the thing, uh, and the 1968 single, uh, Stay in My Corner, I don't know that one, the Dells formed in 1952, they all went to high school together. I mean, that's the way rock and roll used to be. It was, uh, you know, basically high school kid garage fans. And all, anyway, uh, 1950s, holy cow. Uh, birthday list includes uh, Chesley Sullenberger. You know him as Sully, 73 years old. He saved 154 lives with an emergency landing on the Hudson River in 2009 when his plane hit a flock of geese and killed the engines. Tom Hanks played him in the 2016 movie Sully. And uh, let's see what else we got here. A little uh, historical note. Oops, where's my historical note? Oh, my God. Oh, that, uh, was that? Oh, that was even my historical note. <laughs> oh, and one of our little tidbits as we get back off of our uh, uh, musical break. A woman was, I don't know if you saw this on the news, a woman's been arrested for stealing $2,500 worth of those new plastic Stanley cups. What does one woman need with four of those plastic Stanley cups? Sell them. <laughs> see, four of them for $2,500. That, the, that was the joke part of it, see. You missed, I guess you missed that part of it. See, she, she was I arrested missed. for stealing $2,500 worth of the Stanley cups. And what's, what, what, what does one woman need with four of those cups, you see? That was the, you know, if I have to. <laughs> I'm still trying to process it. <laughs> 405. All right, process this. I got a question for you. In fact, I've got to put my phone back because I was going to do this later, but I'm doing it right now because it's killing me. Uh, oh, by the way, do we have the John Daly thing? Did you did you see that founder? Is there any way of doing that, of getting that? Oh, he's in the back. Sorry, man. I, every time Working I on it now. Okay. Uh, we have, may have a little surprise for you. <laughs> Speaking of drunken bar fight band things. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, now I can't. Oh, here it is. Now, uh, boys, let me ask you this. In fact, I'll do it. Oh, hell, hold on. Ah, uh, crap. Where's my message thing? Well, all right, I got, I'll do it this way. Um, I got a message from Bill, and it's, it's on my phone, and it's, uh, it's a, a, a thing, and it says, everyone at highlight. And then it says, type at, the uh, little doodad symbol for at, type the at thing in the comments, and then click highlight to see who's always checking your profile. If it turns blue, you got page watchers. Is that a gimmick? gimmick Is that a I trick? Is that a trap trick, or something? I mean, what happens if I were to go uh, type the at symbol in the comments and then click mm, highlight? I wouldn't do that. I'm afraid. I'm, I, I, I don't trust anything on my phone. Mm. I wouldn't do it. Flounder, do you ever do this? Uh, well, he's in it back again. Sorry, man. we got to get you a little helper in there. Uh, I mean, well, no, you, you, you have what? no followers anyway. so we. Yeah, just... that's true. Uh, about clicking in the... Well, it's too long to explain. I, 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 uh, Pete will tell me to, not to do it. I'll, I'll check with you later on. Anyway, sorry. We'll put that away. I, just, I don't trust anything I'm, I, on my phone. I don't, I don't know whether I'm going to get screwed, and I, and I don't know how to stop it. I don't know how to stop anything on my, you know, if it starts. 
All right, where was I? Uh, let's see, 407. Okay, Pete Davis, here we go. The other day, I think it was yesterday, we talked about uh, an event that happened actually a couple of weeks ago in Kansas City. It was cold and snowy, and uh, four guys or a bunch of guys got together, uh, neighborhood friends, and they get together, and they were watching the Kansas City game, and it was cold and snowy and freezing, and then all of a sudden, two days later, the police start knocking on the home of the door of the home where they were all watching television together, and the guy opens the door wearing his underpants and holding a beer or something or a cup of coffee. He says, yeah, what's going on? And they say, uh, well, we're looking for some of your buddies, and it turns out that there were three dead guys in his backyard. Three of his buddies who were watching the game suddenly were found dead two days. Was it two, like two days later? The, the yeah. guy's wives or family started saying, oh, whatever happened to Bobby? And they did a welfare check at this guy's house where he had the little party with the thing. And, they, and he had no idea. He said he had no idea. That, what, they're dead in my backyard? There was a guy dead on his back porch, and two of his other buddies were dead in the backyard. And he said, well, geez, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Uh, what was his reason there, Pete? Do you remember he, he, he didn't know anything about it or something? Yeah, that he didn't know what was going on in his backyard. Uh, he, I don't know if he knew that. I think he did know that there were two of their cars still parked out front. But I know he was Sergeant Schultz. I know nothing. I know nothing. Well, and he, I think it's bullshit. He, he had headphones Smart. on or something, and he was complaining. Okay, about- well, I, I'll tell you the whole story. They're partying, right? Yeah. It's at his house. Yeah. He's an HIV scientist, by the way. He's a smart dude. Oh, my. I don't know if they're doing drugs or drinking. They were probably at least drinking. Okay. Some reason, he decides to go to bed and goes inside. Or he, he leaves to go to bed while they're all inside. Yeah. Uh, they haven't said whether they went outside afterwards or they were all outside to begin with. Or okay. why, for that matter, they were outside in the cold. I yeah, because it's you cold. Know, January, yeah. <laughs> after, after the game. So it's late at night now. Yeah. It's after the yeah. game, pretty much, in Kansas City. And it's been cold there for over a month. So anyway, so he goes inside and goes to bed. Says, he gets up the next day, right? There's a guy dead on his back porch. Does that mean he doesn't look out in the back porch? There's two guys out in the yard. He doesn't know anything about that. Okay. So two days go by. The fiancé of one of the men starts looking for him and actually leaves a Facebook message for him, which he claims he never saw until the police showed up. Okay. So there's something else they can trace. I think they mm-hmm. know whether you look at a whether message thing on phone. Facebook. Yeah. 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 So, so anyway, so the woman shows up, I think, with another woman, another guy, and they're banging on the door. The guy doesn't answer the door. This is after two days with the cars out front. All right. So he doesn't answer the door. So one of them breaks a window <laughs> and starts yelling inside the house. And still nobody comes to the door. Ten minutes later, the police roll up. I don't know who called them or why. Maybe the window broke it. I don't know. Ten minutes later, the police roll up. Now, Hassan, he's awake and opening the door because uh. the police are there. He opens the door with an empty wine glass in his hand. Who does that when the cops show up? <laughs> He opens the door and says, oh, I didn't hear him because not only did he have headphones on, but in January in Kansas City, he had the fan running. Well, you can't hear anything with the fan running, you know, in January in Kansas City. So I'm telling you right now, no, no man who's drinking and partying with his buddies after a football game gets up the next day and doesn't call one of them or look for one and say, hey, boy, we really got schnockered last night. Did you make it home? Oh, <laughs> boy, did, did you remember what Phil said? Yeah, did? Yeah. That's what guys do. They call each other, not to check on each other, but to give, give each yeah. other crap. Yeah. Plus, he had two cars, not one. I can see them all piling in an Uber or taxi and going home. But if the cars are still there two days later, I'm calling one of my friends and saying, come yeah. get your damn car. What? Why is your car still here? Yeah. Well, nice. I'm, I'm going to look... 
look in the car to see if they haven't passed out in the damn car. Because yeah, yeah. I've done that in the past as well. I've slept in my yeah. car several times at manuals. But anyway, uh, so I think what happened here, and here's my theory. I think they were doing something, yeah. and he, he fell asleep or whatever, and he woke up to three dead guys. Yeah. And I think he panicked. And I think he said, I'm just going to I don't know any way out of this situation, <laughs> so I'm just going to play dumb. You're the old Sergeant uh, Schultz, like you're saying. Because <laughs> uh, none of this makes sense yeah. for a guy to not be looking for his butt or to call him to give him crap. And to say, where'd they all go? These guys are in their yeah. 30s. They No one looked for him for two days. And it's like, uh, come on, yeah. man. It's, well, the, it, the excuse, the, one of the excuses was, well, you know, it's very common for they They often leave their cars at their buddy's house because they all know each other and they kind of come and go. And as though that were not a big deal but still uh, but the women are going no you know no there's something stinky yeah. here this is not right and by and by a how mile. they get to work without their cars yeah yeah this is not right who leaves so. their car for two days when they got to be at work yeah and they, they did do toxicology tests won't be available for a while but obviously you have to believe that they but what would it i mean how i don't get why they would be outside and well, die they, from the cold and exposure if you're doing something or you're so drunk you pass out i guess I guess. Wow. Well, we'll keep it posted. I mean, <laughs> I think it's fishy. I'm sorry. He may smokes. be totally innocent. If he yeah. is, he's got the worst set of coincidences ever to happen to a drunk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's almost uh, it's four twelve, almost four thirteen, and coming up, you're going to hear Tucker Carlson taking on Canada, which is pretty cool. Also, uh, they're going to tell you the story of how uh, a judge appointed by uh, Barack Hussein Putitat. A liberal judge actually is saying, uh, you guys with your uh, critical race theory training are going way too far uh, to uh, attack a Pennsylvania college professor who had to sue because they was claiming, they say, you white teachers are nothing but a problem, and we're going to make you suffer more to see what it must have been like for George Floyd. <laughs> oh, my. I mean, they're asking for it. That's right. Uh, yeah, please. 4.13. Well, all, all that and more coming up with it. And, and the uh, the uh, Tay-Tay update and the little girl that will never forget what happened with uh, Taylor Swift and the big burly lineman. Uh, 4.13, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Mercy. On this day in 1995, American singer Bill Horton with the Silhouettes passed away. The doo-wop R&B group single Get a Job, number one on the R&B singles chart and pop singles chart, both in 1958. The doo-wop revival group Shanana derive their name from the song's lyrics. Get a Job is included in the soundtrack to the film American Graffiti, Trading Places, Stand By Me. Uh, the Silhouettes performed in the uh, 1986 movie Joey. Actually, as themselves in the thing. So the Silhouettes. <laughs> Get a Job. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kim Pete and Flounder, how you doing? 421. Our birthday list includes... Gil Garrard, you remember him from Buck Rogers in the twenty oh, first yeah. century, twenty fifth century, and he and he did a bunch of other. He was a pretty, he was fairly popular. But he did a lot of yeah. uh, TV shows and movies. Gil Garrard is eighty one years old today, and uh, let's see our uh, history list. I was on this day, 1957. We're doing a lot of 50s stuff today. Toy company Whammo produced the very first 
Frisbee sold over 100 million of them in 20 years. And it started out with a bunch of college kids throwing pie plates. And somebody said, geez, you know, this ought to be a fun thing to do. And, and now, and by the way, if you've ever seen Frisbee tournament, you know, like Frisbee golf, have you ever seen what they can? Holy crime! Yeah, I, got a, I got a couple of yeah. buddies that play it every weekend. Oh my God! I mean, there, there's I, a go. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, whew. there's a course. There's a course in a dog park in a huge park just south of Snellville that's got a massive frisbee golf yeah. turn thing there. Uh, when I was retired down in Florida, I, my, I li- I've lived in a, a condo, and my backyard was a small grass backyard, then a canal, and then a park. And right as I was leaving, they just developed a Frisbee golf course part in that park. Uh, but I've seen videos where they, you know, they, they throw those things and make them curve at the last minute and then dive and stuff into the net. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, really, uh, I mean, I didn't know you could have I mean, we've all done Frisbees, but there must be a maybe they're really special these days and they're even more contoured or something. I don't know. I and, and it's, I think there's a certain age. I don't know if it's 45, somewhere around there. You lose the ability to throw. <laughs> yeah, you can. I remember I could. I, I I no longer could do the hula hoop either for some reason. <laughs> I course, could never do. Of course, the guys. Hula hoop. You know, guys could never. The chicks did. The girls all did the hula yeah. hoop. The guys couldn't do it. Uh, 422. Uh, with a did you say that Peter Stand Plot. by Me was on there? That yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Did you know the original move uh, name of that movie was called The Body? Ooh, but uh, the kids finding Stephen a dead King. body. Is yeah, that but what it was? Rob Reiner heard uh, Keith or Sutherland teaching River Phoenix to play the song "Stand By Me" on the guitar, and two months later they had the name changed. Really, I'll be damned! What a great story. It was a Stephen King. Yeah, uh, the, yeah, the short body. Story. Yeah, I'll be. Ray damned. Brower was the guy's name who the body they went to find. Huh? Yeah, and, and that's when they got caught in the rain on the train tracks. Yep. And by the way, I don't know whatever happened to him on the train tracks. It would just be a spoiler alert. They all get killed. They all died at the end. I remember seeing a promo where they're on the tracks and the trains come. And whatever had did they did they jump or uh, they... two got really close and they had to jump off, but they were they 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 lived. They were doing okay. I'm just checking. Uh, Four twenty three. Uh, we have actual news here. My ending was better. Uh, well, that's what I was going to say. Uh, shall I do my nice letter from the lady? I'm almost embarrassed about it because it's so sweet. Uh, but my Kimmer babes, you know, I I love you girls. Honest to God, I swear, I, I do, I do, I do. I wish I could marry every one of you. Uh, dear Kim, I've copied Founder. Hope she'll forward this to you in case I don't have it out. I recently learned you are back on the air. And I'm thrilled for both of us. When I catch your show, I'm always laughing, even on the occasions I have an opposing, opposing view. I had the pleasure of meeting you at Hauk's a few years ago, the restaurant. I am sure you recall that magical moment. My sister flagged you down and told you that I took riding lessons as a child. You were kind enough to share the pictures of Jack, your horse, on your phone. I've, I do remember that. I remember pretty much every time someone has made a thing over Jack the Good Boy and I show pictures on my phone, I do remember. And I remember that uh, meeting you at Hawks. I, I did not remember your name. Her name is Julie, and I, but I remember now uh, uh, doing that. Anyway, you were kind enough to share the pictures of Jack on your phone. I'm very sorry Jack's no longer with you. I've been remiss not to have reached out sooner to thank you for your service, brilliance, wit, and compassion. Wow. May 2024 be a wonderful year for you. I think she makes that for all of us, of course. Sincerely, Julie and Roswell. And I think, I think I, that 
oh my god i think she led me by the hand to to her car where we had the little light kisses for no no that was no i'm no that was i, I was no, going to no, ask was, if that's yeah, the broad was, no, that, that you was, were making out with that wasn't the one i, I <laughs> sorry i <laughs> flashback no I, that was like 5 6 years ago i don't know you know it's kind of a, anyway <laughs> oh, for thank you julie you're so sweet i love my kimber babes honest to god just they're, they're just the greatest people in the world um uh, just uh, and i wish i could be a better person for them anyway uh, 425 Okay, this is outrageous. Uh, a, a judge appointed by one of the worst divisive haters in the history of America, Barack Hussein Putitat, his appointed judge has now ruled that a former professor at Penn State University, uh, Zach DePiero, can sue for racial discrimination after he was subjected to training that the English language is racist and the embodiment of white uh, supremacy. And uh, he said uh, the training was traumatic. He couldn't get it out of his head. It was uh, they violated federal law, traumatizing this teacher for their uh, 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 anti-racist CRT, critical race theory trainings and stuff. Uh, He was individually singled out for ridicule and humiliation because of the color of his skin. He complained about the continuous stream of racial insults directed at the white faculty. He was told by the director of the Affirmative Action Office at Penn State University, let's see, Penn State, did I say Penn State? I'm going to make sure I get this right. Uh, at Penn State, Penn State Abington is called, Penn State University Abington. Uh, he was singled out when he complained about the continuous stream of this racial insult stuff. The director of affirmative action said there's a problem with a white race, and this professor should attend anti-racist workshops until you get it. Uh, he said, "He said I see this as an ideological mob hostile to free speech, civil discourse, true debate, and empirical data. Uh, in the English department, uh, the, uh, the view was that uh, racism against white faculty and students is legitimate. And check this out. An equity administrator named in the suit, Alina Wong... <coughs> engaged in breathing exercises in one session, this is critical race theory training, and suggested that white staff members needed to hold their breath longer than people of color in order to feel the pain that George Floyd endured. D. Piero and the other faculty members who were white were singled out, caused to experience discomfort and feel the pain on the basis of their skin color. By the way, this chick Wong no longer works at Penn State. Uh, Another development video, though, said white English kills people of color. And they warned DePario that descending from the Penn State race-based dogma would result in disciplinary action. Penn State treated him as the problem, suggesting mental health treatment and disciplining him for bullying when he dared to complain. His only option was to escape, and he quit. They got rid of him. Uh, The DEI director emailed all employees calling on white people to feel terrible about their own internalized white supremacy and hold other white people accountable. And they went to court, and now this, uh, uh, the liberal judge says, no, you can't do that. <laughs> even, even, no, even we can't do that. Good Lord. And, and by the way, this is kind of funny, too. Uh, the Pennsylvania community, the Southern York County School District in Southern Pennsylvania, uh, got rid of their school board. Uh, you, you know, in the last couple of years, school boards have had people show up saying, we don't want like this cri- uh, critical race theory stuff and the wokeness, and we're complaining. And all of a sudden, they, they just, this, this Gestapo-like Federal Bureau of Investigation with Christopher Ray, the disgrace of Atlanta, started cracking down on school board meetings, complaining that people who showed up to complain were white, white supremacists. 
supremacists and MAGA uh, of, of conservatives who were a danger to America. They were a threat to, you know, the biggest threat to America was white supremacy and the white male. And, and, and it was, uh, they were, what did they call it, white, uh, what the hell was the, fr- the phrase they used for the uh, complaining at, at the, uh, a danger to society or whatever at these school board meetings. Anyway, so the, this uh, Southern York County School Board in Pennsylvania said, oh, yeah, so they had an election and got rid of all of them. So they have a whole new school, a whole new school board. They got seven new members, and they all voted in favor of bringing back their Indian mascot. Uh, the Susquehannock High School has the traditional Warriors logo, and uh, the Native American activist who was responsible for having this brought back said this vote was the Lexington and Concord moment in the effort to defeat cancel culture. Their traditional image that pays homage to the indigenous Susquehannock people. All voted in favor of the logo came from members who were elected since a previous board voted to get rid of it three years ago. The school board stands as a role model and blueprint for other communities fighting for their native names and imagery by the Native American people. The sudden removal of the popular image three years ago, an effort to rewrite the nation, uh, the Native American region history, spurned community action and anger. They were erasing Native American culture and they say we weren't going to stand for it. By the way, just quickly, the Susquehannock people lived among the Susquehanna River in the 1600s. Uh, and oh, oh and by the way, go to the bottom. what's that? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, uh, the uh, diversity report said, "Well, you're not supposed. We're supposed to get rid of all this Indian stuff." But they used information that came from the Washington D.C. lobbying group, the National Congress of American Indians, the NCA. That's the group that led the uh, the commanders, the former Redskins, to change their name. And they have foundation money from the Ford Foundation, the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, and George Soros going after all the Indian names. The same group that got the Washington Redskins to change theirs, and they're not stopping. Coming after the Atlanta Braves too. 431, breaking news, breaking news. Sad news. Former CBS News host Charles Osgood has passed away at the age of 91 at his home in New Jersey. Hosted CBS Sunday morning over 20 years. Had the Osgood file on radio. He'd always sign off the Osgood file for 46 years. I'll see you on the radio. Yeah. Uh, a classy man. I enjoyed his commentaries, and it's kind of just a, a simple, even-tempered, classy man, I would say. Charles News Osgood, man. 91, did you say? Yeah, 91. Wow. Uh, rest in peace. 431, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Got some fun breaking news here going on uh, with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. How you doing? 436. Stand by. It's all coming your way. And a phone call from our friend Martin, too. Be right with you here. But first, little Led Zeppelin here. 436, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. And it was on this day in 1991, John Sebastian, the owner and general manager of KLSK-FM in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Played Led, Ze- played Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven for 24 solid hours to inaugurate a format change to classic rock. He did it nonstop for 24 hours, and police showed up with their guns drawn once <laughs> after a listener reported the DJ had been uh, suffered a heart attack and must be dead, and the later suspicion because of that, this being eight days into the Gulf War, that the radio station had been taken hostage by terrorists dispatched by Zeppelin freak Saddam Hussein. 
I, I didn't know he was a Zeppelin freak. So holy smokes, the police stormed the radio station in 1991, playing this in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hold on, Martin, be right with you. It is election day, too. Uh, birthday list includes Cheetah Rivera, 91. She did uh, West Side Story, Chicago, also the first Hispanic woman to receive a Kennedy Center's honor. Her full name is Dolores Conchita Figueroa del Rivero. Conchita Rivera, 91 years old today. And on this day in history, 1933, the 20th Amendment to the Constitution was ratified, the one that sets a date a new president assumes office and determines what would happen if the president-elect dies before he can assume office. It also sets the federal elections on the first Tuesday after the first Monday in November, 1933, 20th Amendment to the Constitution. Uh, breaking news, we'll get to it in a second. Let me get, uh, speaking of election stuff, it's going on. By the way, Nikki Haley says, I don't do what Trump says. Trump says you got to jo- drop out of the race. Uh, and she says, I don't do what Trump says. I don't do what Trump tells me. And she's still trying to get the vote. She won all the uh, six votes at the uh, uh, Dick's Nine. Notch, whatever it is, Dixville Notch or something. Dixville, no- Dixville. Dixville Notch. I, I don't think, I don't it think that's Notch. it. <laughs> that, that's, that's a porn yeah, movie. Yeah, the old that, Dick uh, Notch. Yes, she won all six of those votes. The you have the first midnight vote. Yeah. You never want to be stranded late at night in Dick's Notch, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, 439. To the phones, here is Martin joining us with a Kimmer Feed Flout. Oh, Martin, how's it going? Yeah, we made it this far. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yes, looking at this election thing for tonight. It's going to be kind of uh, exciting. I would love to see her take a good thrashing. Um, I think a wonderful name for her might be Newcomb Nikki. Newcomb, <laughs> the warmonger. Yeah, she yeah. wants a good war forever. Yeah. Well, I, you know, there. Uh, one of the things against her was that she's basically a, you know, your typical looking for war munitions, and she was making an awful lot of money in private sector, a million and a half bucks a year or something from lobbyists and things, and uh, you know, there. And again, why she's staying in the? I get. Now, what do you think? Do you think she's going to stay in the race through South Carolina, her own state, which is not for another few weeks? Uh, so, but she says she's not dropping out, uh, so I don't know. Do you think she should? I think she should. It's, it's silly, isn't I, it? I, I, yeah, I think she should, but there's a whole lot of Democratic money behind her, so it's not just the Republicans. Yeah, I guess. I, and, and by the way, I don't know. I, I'm going to admit to you, I'm almost always wrong on election stuff. And, and this year, I have no idea what's going to happen if Donald Trump turns out to be the nominee. Are people who hate him going to stay home? Are they going to try to get angry by voting for the Democrat? Uh, I mean, to hate him? I mean, I, I don't, who knows what's going to happen? I think this is the most bizarre presidential election probably in the history of this country. Though at There's least it wasn't fixed, you know, like in 1890s yeah. and stuff. Yeah. There's a significant dislike for Uncle Joe, and uh, he may go out uh, choking on a hairball, sniffing <laughs> some kid's uh, scalp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sniffing some little girl's hair, and he sn- he sniffs too much, and it clogs his breathing tube or something. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Use the Nuke-em-on-Nucky. I love it. Nuke-em-Nucky. It's all yours, Martin. I appreciate it. I'll steal it fair and square and give you total credit. There 441. Martin with a Nuke-em-Nucky. Uh, naughty naughty Nuke-em-Nucky. Yeah, a little explosion chick. Uh, by the way, breaking news. Uh, Pete, I think we I had the right story here. Arizona Republican Party Chairman Jeff. Jeff DeWitt is apparently being caught on a secret tape recording trying to bribe Kari Lake 
or Carrie, I guess they pronounce it, Carrie Lake, not to run for the Senate. Uh, there are a pair of powerful people who want to keep you out, he said. At one point during the secret recording, Lake was asked to name her number, and the Republican chairman said, just say, is there a number at which? And she said, I can be bought. That's what it's about. He says, you can take a pause for a couple of years. You can go right back to what you're doing. And she says, this is not about money. It's about our country. But apparently he was trying to say, you know, can we, uh, you know, give you some money to, you know, take a break for a couple of years? Jeez. And again, uh, she, uh, Kari well, Lake has been talked about as uh, a potential vice presidential running mate. But the last election, no. she she lost. And she's in a controversial thing in Arizona. He doesn't need that on the ticket. You can't do that. I, I think she won. I think they stole that one I out think there that, I think that's true, too. Uh, and remember, well, remember uh, the day when all the Republicans came out, all the machines didn't work. And they had to go to right. different precincts and couldn't find out which ones they were. I mean, it was a nightmare. It was a, a, a huge percentage of the Republican uh, electorate never got to vote. Because of problems in, uh, in the voting place, anyway. Uh, so that we got that going for us. Also, uh, do we have the uh, the other uh, breaking story? Is a little goofy thing about uh, well, we, a couple things we mentioned near the top of the show about country music star Chris Young being arrested last night at uh, the Tin Roof Bar and then the next door Doghouse Bar, where uh, alcohol, beverage, and compliance uh, ABC officers were doing a compliance check, where everybody, even grow old men, have to hold the ID card above their head to, to prove they're not underage which is stupid. And, and then you know, Chris Young followed them to the next bar, tape recording or phone recording what they were doing. And, they, and there was a problem. He tried to block one of the agents who pushed him away. And then there was a fight and a bar fight, bingity-bomb. Chris Young got arrested in handcuffs, uh, disorderly conduct, resisting arrest, assaulting an officer. He goes to court next month, uh, uh, drunk and goofing around. And his buddies were uh, helping him, having kind of a bar fight thing going on there. Well, now uh, we just got word that John Daly, uh, and apparently this is uh, for us to enjoy now. John Daly, uh, apparently absolutely blitzed, was belting out a Bob Dylan tune while drunkenly performing at Kid Rock's bar. Uh, Flounder? <laughs> Just like Dylan. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, mercy. Here comes the best part. <laughs> John Daly, the golfer, who, by the way, has gained 700 pounds, and he's got the big white beard, I guess. He looks like Santa Claus. Looks like I mean, Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. But God bless him, you know. I mean, what a, what a character. Living his best life. He, well, yeah. yeah it's, 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 his be- it's Arkansas, man. He's loving that's, life. That's right. That's right. And, and he'd be a famous song, All My Exes Have Rolexes. I mean, you know, he, and he's just a, he's a character. He, he has a he, he sets up outside the Hooters bar at the Masters every year with his van selling merchandise and souvenirs and stuff. I mean, God bless him. You know, he's he's not I, doing anything wrong. He's happy guy. He's still playing. He's showing up at tournaments. I mean, he can still play. I mean, I think he screwed up the last one he was in. He had like a 14 on one hole or something. But still, you know, God bless him. I'm, I'm happy for the guy. I, I, and he has the wherewithal to be able to get away with it. 
You know, he's not, you know, I mean, he's uh, he's doing, I, you know, I envy him uh, for his independence and his happiness, honestly. Uh, 440, quarter five with the Kibber, Pete, and Flounder. A lot of stuff coming up here, including a lot of sports stuff. And uh, please don't say bad about California. And Tucker Carlson's going to take on Canada. Standing by. And a Flounder's funny next with the Kibber, Pete, and Flounder. Only me, it's on the camera. How you doing? 450 with Pete Davidson, Flounder, and Leonard Skinner. <laughs> and every time I think of, I hear or think about Leonard Skinner, I think about uh, our dock mates up there at uh, Lake uh, Alatoona. Anyway, Alan Collins, the guitarist from Leonard Skinner, died of pneumonia on this day in 1990. He would have been ill for several months. Alan Collins was one of the founding members, also co-wrote most of their songs, including Freebird, with late frontman Ronnie Van Zant. Uh, Alan Collins did survive the plane crash in 1977 that killed two other band members. He was behind the wheel in a car accident also in 1986 that killed his girlfriend and left him paralyzed from the waist down. Damn. He later pleaded no contest to vehicular manslaughter as well as driving under the influence. Oh, my God. Well, then he deserved You know, you're lucky you didn't die. But it was like he said, well, we let you live that first time, but uh, you're drinking and driving and killed your girlfriend. So we're going to put you in a freaking wheelchair. There you go. I'll take that. I think that's how they worked that out there up there with a the God and all his uh, assistants. I, I'm going to just sit on the sidelines <laughs> for that one. By the way, I've got a, well, in that, in that case, I've got a religious, uh, a kind of a naughty religious joke from one of our new uh, services to make us uh, clever and, and, um, and entertaining. Uh, but first, your uh, birthday list includes, uh, uh, by the way, it's on the birthday list it says here, Tiffany Thiessen, 50. I thought it was yeah. Tiffany Amber Thiessen. She changed it. She shortened it. Oh, God. Will she grow up now? Anyway, Tiffany Amber Thiessen's 50, Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Beverly Hills, 90210. What? Are you saying no grown woman can be called Amber? No, I'm saying just stop being a goof. If your na- name is Tiffany Amber Thiessen, Amber's a perfectly lovely name for a girl. So just keep it in there and stop being a goof. Oh, I have to ju- you know, it's like, uh, uh, you know, uh, Lewis, uh, Lewis got, you know, Lou Gossett. All of a sudden became Lewis Gossett. What do you know? So, also, you know. so, so, uh, so if you're saying if your middle name is Adolf, you should <laughs> Now, don't keep- spoil it. We're going to talk about that coming up after 5 o'clock. If you haven't heard the Neil Board story, we're going to, uh, we're teasing you that we're going to play it after 5 o'clock, probably after Pete's sports. Uh, and you'll hear all about it, too, because Neil's going to join us on Thursday this week to uh, chat and goof around like he does on Tuesdays with the morning show. guy, And that's how I got uh, a thing and had an idea. And so I uh, brought it in today. And you'll hear from uh, him a little bit later. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Tim, uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, Saved by the Bell, Beverly Hills 90210, White Collar. And she's Alexa's mom on the Netflix show Alexa and Katie. I don't uh, have that app, so I don't have that one on my watch. Uh, let's see. Our uh, history list includes uh, 1964. The poll tax became illegal. The poll tax was used to keep blacks and poor whites from voting if they didn't pretend to be Polish. It was an incredible, horrible time in American history there. Make sure you put that down in the next history test you take. By the way, and here's our here's our bad joke. This is this is from a little service that we have here that we that once in a while pops up, and it's pretty funny. But it's this is kind of uh, tell me what you think about this. It's kind of it's, 
especially given the uh, Hamas thing and the uh, universities and the uh, you know Palestinian protest stuff. Here's here's a line here from this little thing, and it says. It also says caution in parentheses. And then it says, Elon Musk admitted he has underestimated how big a problem for our country has with anti-Semitism. He blamed his ignorance on poor reporting by the Jews who control the media. That's like the, the Babylon B version, because the story is I mean, Elon Musk did actually have to come to grips with the fact that people are saying you got yeah. way too much anti-Jew stuff on your on your ex stuff, and he says, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I, he said, first of all. Uh, isn't he Jewish? All his friends are Jewish, but no one ever complains I don't about think it. He's, well, no, but but he says he says all of his friends. There's not one single anti-Semite, so he's just not used to people being anti-Semitic. He said he just he doesn't know it. He doesn't. He's never grown up well, with it. He, you know, he, he's from South Africa. They saved all their vitriol and racism. Uh, well, for, for the black people, people sure. But again, it's had nothing to do with being a Jew. You know, <laughs> so he he really was explaining. He really didn't understand it. He really didn't get it. He didn't know what uh, that was that big a deal. So he, he didn't really apologize, but he said, you know, I, I, I believe in free speech, So, we, but we have to clearly be, be careful. Anyway, so now they're doing uh, comments on, <laughs> on Elon Musk and making fun. All right, uh, four, uh, 455, Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. Oh, speaking of, uh, of international stuff, Tucker Carlson, this is uh, speaking of X also, Tucker Carlson has his own show. And he is now taking, Tucker Carlson, taking aim at Justin Trudeau, who is Fidel Castro's son, uh, and they also the so-called son of the former uh, Pierre Trudeau, the Prime Minister, and that little hottie wife he had married was having an affair with uh, Fidel Castro. Anyway, Tucker Carlson in the video is uh, calling on the Canadian government uh, to stop being a bunch of goofballs, uh, if, if you will, Flounder. Thank you for your call. You have reached the media line. For all urgent requests, please send calling your request Canada. by email. Merci pour votre appel. Vous avez atteint la ligne médiatique. Merci beaucoup. Yes, hi. I, I couldn't understand the French part, but it's Tucker Carlson calling from the United States. And I'd be grateful if you pass a message on to the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau. We are coming to liberate Canada. We are coming to liberate Canada. And we'll be there soon. Merci. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> well, that sounds well, pretty threatening. Well, well, well guess what? It yeah. must be working because a Canadian uh, court... A uh, judge has just ruled that the whole bit that he Trudeau did by creating a national emergency against the truck drivers yeah. and and blocking them and stopping their he bank took accounts, their money. He, he says they, that, they couldn't fill up their gas yeah. tanks. Took their bank accounts. Shut down their uh, absolutely. Yeah. And the judge uh, the, the judge just ruled that was all illegal. He had no business doing any of that. Now, is there any get back by the truckers who lost? I mean, hell, they lost income. They lost. Uh, I mean, God knows. But again, he shut them down. They literally had yeah. to stop driving. They ran out of gas. And, and I think there were, weren't there volunteer, there were whole volunteer convoys of other truckers trying to, you know, get things going again. But this was a nightmare. But was it like a year ago with all the COVID stuff? And I forgot. He's a dictator. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. And again, you know, Canada does not have a First Amendment. There's no freedom of speech in Canada. I mean, there's no guarantee of anything in Canada. And again, they're still going after just uh, Jordan Peterson. Uh, who has to? Uh, in fact, I think yeah. he lost his last battle. There, this guy's a psychiatrist and a commentator and a social critic, and uh, uh, you know we, we've talked about his comments for, for a long time. And now they've uh, charged him with being uh, unprofessional, and he has to go to training sessions to prove he deserves to keep his medical license because they don't like his commentary. Canada. Wow. 
Anyway, I used to. I, I remember back during the Gulf War crisis, or back, back when uh, Jimmy Carter was getting elected, and the uh, the Iranian hostage crisis, and the Canadian embassy uh, was uh, brave like balls busters, man, and they took a bunch of our Americans and saved them, hid them, and protected them, and lied for them, and took a chance for them to help them to get the hell out of the country when they didn't have to. You know, we joke about the fact sometimes you're still living in 1994, <laughs> but uh, you've, you, I see on your paper that you've written SOT, which stands for? Sound on tape. There's no more tape, Kimber. Just sound on computer. Did you oh, put SOC or something on there? <laughs> That's right. I do. Oh, my God. Everything I do is from the 1950s. I'm always, I was like, what the hell is he talking? And again, you said it one time on air. I was like, oh, I was like, why didn't he just write sound? <laughs> SOT is sound on tape. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Because he's, he's Charles Osgood. I'll, bet, I'll bet everything I do is probably like that. Funny thing is, is, I don't think there is anything, like there's not a tape player in the studio analog-wise. Oh, no, for years. I, hell, I'm sure... So, we used to do our editing uh, editing videotape by hand with those little razor blades and we would literally yeah, with, with, with with tape, I, yeah, scotch tape and lay razor blade the tapes together. Yeah. I did I actually yeah, used to do it I with film and TV TV news coverage. We with film cameras and I would go put in mm -hmm. stop tabs and be real on film mm -hmm. and uh, and oh, edit yeah. film in the video studios. In 1992, when Sid slid and the Braves won that whole bottom of the ninth inning, yeah. the whole bottom of the, I was down drunk. At uh, the, uh, the Taco Bell, at the end of the far road, came to work, still hung over, and it took me four hours to cut up that entire <laughs> inning. And I did it perfectly. Real, I love it. Perfectly for the morning show. Outstanding. Uh, four to almost 5 o'clock with a Kim Repeat Flounder. Holy crap, it's sports and uh, so much more uh, around the bed. Look out. <laughs> Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. <laughs> Look out. It's don't be scared. It's only me. It's only the camera. How you doing? With Pete Davis and Flounder. 504 almost. 
here on 1063. Here's a phone number, 404-741-1230, 741-1230. billion things coming up. You're going to hear about a whole bunch of stuff here in the news and uh, breaking stories. Uh, oh, and, and uh, Holy Crap at Sports with Pete and also uh, Neil Bortz, in case you missed it this morning. A uh, very uh, interesting and unusual story about something that happened to him many years ago concerning his legal career. And it, remi- it ties into our uh, the uh, Fulton County floozy, Fanny. And her lover, uh, Fanny, was the side piece of this lawyer, Nathan Wade. Uh, and it turns out that Nathan Wade, most of Nathan Wade's illegal stuff was like helping people change their name. So that's how we, we got, we'll tell you how that comes full circle with Neil Bortz coming up a little bit later on. Um, also, uh, Holy Crap of Sports, uh, Flounders Funnies. We'll do a couple of those this hour. Uh, and also, just in, we, we were playing John Daly's drunken rendition of a uh, uh, Bob Dylan song. Um, and from a bar, uh, Kid Rock's bar, just a minute ago. We were talking about Chris Young who got uh, in a bar fight and got arrested for fighting the cops and stuff as part of the story also. And uh, a Flounder just found this part, a comment from John Daly. Uh, in fact, Pete mentioned, yeah, I think we mentioned yesterday in sports, a guy pretending to be a girl has won a women's golf tournament. Uh, it was the... Uh, the NXX tour, it's the starter tour for the LPGA. It's their version yeah. of the of the Ben Hogan type tour. So their starter tour for the LPGA was won by a guy in a dress with boobs. And he, he said, well, people don't understand. I don't hit it as far as I used to because now I'm taking hormone therapy, so I'm more like a girl now. Or so. And people saying, oh, please. Well, John, here's what John Daly said, quote, he commented on the transgender playing on the LPGA tour by saying, quote, I would have won a hundred tournaments if I threw on a skirt and called myself a tranny. That dude is as feminine as a Ford F-150. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> anyway, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, also, oh, I got, uh, I got a breaking news uh, on um, on uh, uh, Kari Lake, uh, and also breaking political news on uh, Fanny the Floozy uh, coming up here in a second, and uh, Hunter's lawyer also in the news, and a bunch of political stuff. And again, the number four zero four seven four one twelve thirty four zero four seven four one one two three zero. Let's see, let's see. Well, I guess we'll start with a Fanny thing. Uh, this story just came in. Oh, what was that? We got a new one also. Let me do this one first. Uh, the Fulton County uh, District Attorney, the uh, the uh, flirty and uh, floozy of Fulton County, Fanny Willis, uh, facing backlash over misusing public funds, uh, hiring her lover, uh, who then uh, uh, filed divorce against his wife the day after he got hired by Fanny, the floozy. Uh, well, a Superior Court judge prohibited her. This is back in 2020. A Superior Court Judge Robert McBurney prohibited Fannie the uh, Floozy from building a case against Georgia State Senator Burt Jones, who was running for lieutenant governor at the time. He prevented her from building a case against Burt Jones after Willis po- hosted a fundraiser for Democratic candidate Charlie Bailey in the runoff race. And the judge told Willis's involvement in the fundraiser was harmful to the investigation into Burt Jones, who allegedly was involved with other state Republicans to flip the 2020 election uh, and get an alternate sa- a state of electors. So, in other words, remember this judge in 2020 said, hey, you can't be butting in like this using political uh, shenanigans. Uh, Willis's involvement would prompt entirely reasonable concerns of politically motivated persecution. Any decision the DA makes about Senator Jones in connection with the grand jury investigation is necessarily infected by it. That's what the judge said. I mean, duh. 
I mean, you know, these freaking people. Uh, and then speaking of what they're doing to Republicans, again, uh, it, this is just in this afternoon, Arizona Republican Party Chairman Jeff DeWitt has apparently been caught on secret tape recording trying to bribe Carrie Lake or Carrie Lake uh, to get out of the race for Senate. He says there are very powerful people who want to keep you out. At one point during their secret recording, Carrie Lake was asked to name her number. How much would it take? He said, just say, is there a number at which, uh, and she said, I can be bought. That's what it's about. He said, well, you can take a pause for a couple of years. You can go right back to what you're doing. And she said, this is not about money. This is about our country. Well, apparently he he tried to convince her to uh, disappear uh, for enough money. I mean, uh, talk about shenanigans. I mean, they're doing it again. I mean, uh, here we go. Republicans. Uh, God. Uh, Anyway. Elections. I mean, I don't get it. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. And Hunter Biden's uh, impeachment guy, by the way. Hunter Biden's lawyer, Kevin Morris, told uh, investigators in Congress behind closed doors. They caught him in in an email uh, talking about the political risk during the election cycle uh, back in 2020. And he said, we have an emergency now because they may be calling Hunter Biden to the stand. So we got to do something. Uh, Ask what the emergency was when he had behind closed doors meeting. Morris pointed to the Donald, uh, Donald Trump impeachment. At which time Republicans had threatened to call Hunter Biden to testify. And so this guy, Kevin Morris, the big shot attorney for Hunter Biden, uh, said, uh, well, I believe that uh, the Trump impeachment process was going on. They were waving around the possibility of calling Hunter right up till the very end. I believe that wrapped up. I believe that was the thing that prompted us about preparing his tax returns. In other words, when they heard that he might be called to stand, this Hunter, uh, the Hunter lawyer, gave him millions of dollars to pay off his tax debt, trying to get out of anything, any wrongdoing before they called him about the impeachment. Unbelievable. He said, well, there was an impeachment going on. His name and face was everywhere in the world. Uh, we, uh, we, as part of recovery, uh, to make amends, to pay off his debts. Yeah, yeah, that was it. To make amends. Yeah, to be better, a better person. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, it was to hold uh, candidate Joe from political liability with his son testifying. That's what it was all about. And again, these so-called loans. The, hunt, the lawyer paid him off of these so-called loans, which don't have to be repaid. Gee, <clears throat> all right, if, if I tell you, I'm going to give you a loan for uh, $4 million dollars. But you don't really have to pay it back. So now, are you going to try to pay it back, or uh, would that really be a loan? Or <laughs> being a stand-up guy, of course yeah. I would try. Yeah, a little at a time, maybe. You know, fifty bucks a month or something. <laughs> until you know, my God, the fix is in. Hush money. I mean, what do, you, what do you want more? Do you want? Good God, I just it's unbelievable. Uh, oh, by the way, oh, and, and now somebody sent me a story about uh, voting machines. Is that the same thing as I'm going to look it up here? Uh, and the Fannie Willis, uh, no, I think it was a different thing. Uh, anyway, uh, now, and by the way, there is a, a, a trial going on whether uh, evaluating whether Georgia's voting system is vulnerable to manipulation in programming errors. And uh, so there's been under questioning now uh, attorneys defending Georgia's Dominion voting equipment. This guy said there's uh, well, hold on a second. Let me get my goggles on here. Uh, the uh, huddled around the uh, uh, courtroom demonstrated how somebody could mess up with the equipment. This guy said all you need is a button inside the touchscreen, a fake $10 voter card he had programmed or a $100 
USB device plugged into a cord connected to the printer and rewriting the touchscreen code. Uh, his presentation, evaluating whether the uh, 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 program of Dominion is vulnerable. Under questioning, he said uh, there's no evidence that the vulnerabilities he showed have been done, but uh, he showed the judge it could uh, it could work. Uh, include evidence about the January 2021 breach in Coffee County. Uh, election board said the hacking would be difficult to pull off during an election. Uh, flaws in voting machines hard to exploit at more than one voting machine. But uh, the guy says, uh, Haldeman said a voting a vote, a wrongdoer hidden behind a private screen at a voting precinct would not necessarily be caught by election workers. Changing a touchscreen's programming would take seconds, maybe a couple of minutes, but would potentially create chaos in a major election when it would be difficult to determine which ballots were legitimate. Any voter can bring a forged voter card, a pen, or a USB drive loaded with malicious code to a machine. In one of his hacks that this guy did in court, the text on the ballot would reflect the candidate the voter picked, but the computer QR code counted by a ballot scanner would count the opposite choice. And he showed them how to do it. And now there's, well, there's no, we, no, there was, uh, uh, no, no, we don't have any, you know, violin. No, nobody, you know, my God. Well, what, is that a phone call? Uh, yes, it is. Shall we do that? Can we have time to do that now? Yeah, we got time. Uh, Patricia, welcome aboard to the Kimmer Pete and Flounder program. I appreciate you calling. What's going on? What's up? I just have two standard comments. One is if you want to know what's going on, follow the money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and the whole transgender golf thing. Yeah. Woke is par for the course. What's power for the, what's par for the course? <laughs> woke is par for the course. Woke is very funny. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, baby doll. You have a great day. Five thirteen. <laughs> Holy crap! It's sports coming up, and we're gonna. If you didn't hear about Neil Bortz this morning, you're gonna hear it a little bit later with Kipper Pete and Flounder. Look out! Here we go. <laughs> I got 520 with the Kimmer Pete and Flounder. And man, we got a whole bunch of sports stuff coming up here, plus a couple of Flounders funnies. We'll also talk about why doggies wag their tail. But first, holy crap at sports with Pete Davis! I don't think you can tell this camera here, but I have yeah. a little helper helping me. I see. It's a ladybug that has landed on the phone here. Oh, cool. It's going to help me do the sports today. I Hopefully always. She, now she's walking right in front of it. So I, I, I put her on your hand. Make sure she walks on you, too. See. I always make sure ladybugs always you know, go anywhere they want with me, and I, I treat them with, with great respect. And make yes, sure you it's touch, like put crickets. her on your You're hand. Not supposed to, no, no. Not supposed to hurt. Now, now it's on my finger. That's, okay, well, there we'll you just go. And do That's this good. Thing. That's good. The winningest era in Georgia football is over. Uh-oh. Over. Ugga the 10th, the English Bulldog who patrolled the sideline for the most successful run in Georgia Bulldogs football history, has barked his last bark, has humped his last oh, no. leg. Ugga 10 has died. No. He was 10 years old in human age. Known as Q, K, uh, Q-U-E. Uh, the mascot officially became Ugga 10 at age 2 in a collaring ceremony November 21st, 2015. During his eight-season tenure as mascot, Georgia went 91-18, and 18, mm. won two national championships, two SEC titles, and made seven New Year's Six Bowl appearances. Wow. He will always be remembered as a damn good dog, said athletic director 
Well, I forget the name here. Yeah. He posted it on X. Uh, UGA are in uh, mourning right now. They're yeah, in mourning. Okay. Everybody's wearing black over there. He retired after the 22 season. He gave way to Boom, who is now UGA 11, part of an English uh, line of Bulldog mascots, which began back in 1955, a family mm-hmm. down in Savannah. UGA 10 died peacefully at his home down on the coast. Ten years old Sad is uh, pretty good for a large dog. For uh, full-size dogs, for ten years is pretty they're good. They're not large dogs, they're, but they're well, bulldogs but they're solid and they're not and healthy. hefty. Yeah, yeah, they don't. Yeah. And, well, well dog, they say dogs with flat faces have much more trouble breathing, and they uh, tend to have shorter lifespans if, uh, rather than long-snouted dogs like shepherds and uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Ugga made national headlines for his tense pregame encounter with Bevo the 15th, the I Longhorn. Remember <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> serves as the mascot for the Longhorns at the Sugar Bowl back in 2019. Okay. Handlers for Bebo, uh, Bevo and Ugga tried to position the pair for a pregame photo op. Not a good idea, knowing uh, Bevo's tradition. I've written two books about Texas, and Bevo is a big star in both of them. He charged at Ugga, knocking down the metal barrier surrounding him, and a brief moment of chaos as Ugga scampered and was pulled out of the way with his leash. Unbelievable. They quickly corralled these 1,600-pound steer. I think Ugga weighs, what, 25 pounds? Yeah, wow. And secured him. The photo op was indeed made, but they kind of had Bevo looking away so he didn't know the dog was yeah. there. So well, it's a, a steer, you know. That's, whew. Anyway, pretty that's cool. what they do. That's a shame. Uh, Texas A&M's Collie mascot, Reveille, has sent her condolences, by the way. Oh, well, that's uh, nice. Class act. That is classy. Yes, it is. By the way, a great little book about college doggy mascots is Canines of College Football, available on Amazon.com. There you go. That goes along with uh, Oklahoma Sucks and Texas Ruins uh, f- College Football by Pete Davis. Well, that's not he the title. So, what's so the title? close. I, I, I left out a vowel, I think. So close. What is it? What's the other one? I love Texas. I hate Oklahoma. There you go. Okay. Sorry. All right. Uh, looks like the Chargers are very near hiring Jim Harbaugh. Did we really think we were getting him yeah. here? Really? Did we really think we were going to get, get belligerent? Yeah. Brian Callahan decided the Titans job was a better gig than the Falcons, so he's taken the Tennessee job, allegedly, and canceled mm-hmm. a second interview with the dynamic duo of Arthur Blank and Rick Middle Management Mediocrity McKay. Oh, boy. Uh, now, by the way, there's, there's, there's literally rumors going around that the reason Belligerent hasn't signed so far is that he and McKay don't really get along. I'll bet. Wouldn't it be just... You I'll bet he does some respect Rich McKay. Yeah. Over Bill Belichick. Yeah, I know. That would be perfect. Yeah. Perfect Falcons. Yeah. <laughs> and just when you think it can't get any worse, guess who wants to come play quarterback for the Falcons? The only team he says he would play for. Michael anymore. Vick, ladies and gentlemen. He's coming back to the... Oh, no. Who? No. Not that bad. Cam Newton. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Cam Newton. Golly, I think the uh, oh, yeah. horse has left the barn there, maybe, or... Is he still play- I mean, Here on the uh, Kimmer Show, yeah. we try not to blatantly steal stuff from other shows. Well, I really don't We usually try to steal it surreptitiously. Yeah, you know, no, secretly, sure. To just hide the fact. The down low, sure. But earlier today, I heard this soundbite on the Cellini and Domino show that I just <laughs> had to share with you. Yeah. Uh, our sister station, 680 The Fan, they played the call from Radio Korea of the Bills place kicker missing the game-tying oh. field goal that cost Buffalo the game. Have you heard this yet? No, I haven't heard that call. No, I heard the, I heard, I've heard the one uh, Jim Nance call, but I did not hear any of the other calls. All right. Well, sit back and enjoy this little <laughs> slice of global broadcast pie.
Banzai! Gojira! Is there anything that Asians can't make more interesting? I know. That's just the best call. Soccer calls the same way. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. (laughs) And say what you want about Taylor Swift, but the woman knows how to tip. She was handing out $100 bills to stadium workers in Buffalo over the weekend. But not everybody is enamored with her or the coverage of her at the games. Yeah. Former Giants running back Tiki Barber says enough is enough. The oh, obsession stop. with her is getting annoying. Oh, but, give, yeah, the, annoying, but a non baloney. There's not an obsession with her. Well, she shows up for two seconds, three times in a four-hour oh, game. Give me a break. You apologize. I'm a bunch of pussies. I mean, I mean, oh, they're so, oh, well, we got to be tough guys. We don't want to have a girl kissing a guy because he's tough. And then all of a sudden it's romantic and they're in love. Oh, we don't care about that. We just want to beat him up and grab him by the hair and make him do what we want, you know, like guys, you know. She could... Freaking she punks. could literally sacrifice a small Christian baby <laughs> on the sweet floor, and you would. Well, not a Christian baby. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Tim on Twitter says Travis Kelsey was not making a heart-shaped love symbol to Taylor. Yes, after he all. was. Sorry. No, he says that Travis was actually showing her which organ that myocarditis affects after you get the clot shot that he's promoting. <laughs> it's like, like the onion or something. <laughs> Pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Baseball Hall of Fame results will be named tonight at 6 p.m. Let's oh. hope that the Brave center fielder Andrew Jones gets in. How could he not get in? Maybe Adrian Beltre. Well, well they've you know, let okay, in a lot you. of guys who have nowhere near the record I'll he has. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you why. Why exactly why? Uh, in fact, I'll, let me slip down here to this. On this date in uh, history, in January twenty third, nineteen seventy nine, Willie Mays elected to the Hall of Fame his first year of eligibility. He got ninety four point seven percent of the vote, which means that twenty three sports writers left Willie Mays off their ballot. Well, That's how yeah. people like Andrew Jones don't get in because sports writers, for the most part, are morons. Yeah. I guess. That's just my opinion. We oh. welcome yours. Uh, the Bucks have fired first-year head coach Adrian Griffin. Despite them being uh, winning last night, they're 30-13 and 13 on the season. They're second in the East, only to the Celtics, and they fired the coach. So Whoa. go oh. with it what you will. The Hawks fell in Sacramento last night, 122-107. to 107. I usually point out a fine restaurant they can eat at post-game dinner in when they're traveling. Yeah. But since it's Sacramento, yeah, it's, boys just find a taco it. stand yeah, somewhere. Hell out. SI.com, which I thought they'd fired everybody at Sports Illustrated, maybe the AI is writing this uh, note for them, has a story saying the Lakers are seriously thinking about or were thinking about trading three draft picks to the Hawks for Trey Young. Wow. Yeah. That's, that would be, wow. A, a 16-year-old Russian is making waves down under at the Australian Third Reich Open. Mira Andreeva is barely in the top 50 of the world rankings, but she beat the number six woman the other night. Then she fell behind five games to one in the final set of her next match before rallying for the amazing comeback. And Mira has an interesting way of motivating herself during yeah, a match. I saw that. She puts her arm up to her mouth and bites herself so hard she leaves a visible bite mark yeah. on herself. You can see it. You Did you know, it. though, that Mira has a sister named Ginger? Ginger's sister? I, a sister? I didn't know that. And what's her? Yeah. Ginger doesn't bite. You no. Know, she doesn't. Ginger snaps. Snaps. She doesn't bite. She's Ginger snaps, ladies and gentlemen. That's what she does. Ginger does. Ginger, it. 
On this date, January 23rd, 1950, AP picks the 1914 Miracle Braves in Boston, the greatest sports upset of the 20th century. They were the first team to be in last place July 4th. They won the National League with a 94-59 and record. They swept Connie Mack's heavily favored Philadelphia A's in the World Series. Pretty good, uh, pretty good turn there. Yeah. 1953, the Dallas Texans became the Baltimore Colts, then who became the Indianapolis Colts. 1970, Braves closer and World Series winner Mark Wallers was born. And in 2005, the Eagles won the NFC Championship game in Philly 27-10 over the Falcons. So, yes, Virginia, it really can happen. <laughs> Outstanding. By the way, there's a whole bunch of other things. Uh, a random fact, uh, you, you would know this, uh, pitcher Hoyt Wilhelm. On this day, made his major league yeah, debut in uh, not on this day, a major league debut in 1952, and hit a home run in his first at bat. Hoyt Wilhelm, the pitcher, he played 20 more years, had 400 at bats, never hit another homer. <laughs> what? Put your finger. Never hit another there. one. But it's, oh, there's it, a ladybug. The lady I just saw your finger. finger. That's that's great news. By the way, do we have time to do? A, a, are we in a hurry for anything here, Flounder? Okay. Um, uh, you, did you did the story yesterday about this kid uh, Caleb Downs? Were you, were you talking about him yesterday, or were you somebody else? Anyway, this guy uh, Caleb Downs uh, uh, the, uh, for the University of Georgia for the Bulldogs. Uh, there's a story here in the paper. He uh, for a second time for another team. Um, he's a former five-star safety from Hodgson, transfer from Alabama to Ohio State. Uh, he met with Georgia. He, the entire Ohio State coaching staff came to Georgia for an in-home visit with this guy and his family. That was Thursday night. Uh, uh, Friday he met. Uh, no, Thursday afternoon. Thursday night he met with Georgia, and then Friday he announced he's going to Ohio State. Here's what it says: The conclusion here, when Ohio State met with his family Thursday, the overture was that whatever. Georgia offers will pay more. He went to UGA, got a verbal offer, shared that information with Ohio State, and now he's going to be a Buckeye. They established it'll be between $1.5 and $3 million to sign him. Old uh, Miss Coach Lane Kiffin says by social media, Ohio State, uh, Ohio State spent $13 million to secure their roster for the coming year. Yeah. There you go. That's how desperate they are to beat Michigan. Yeah. Unbelievable. Anyway, we have more coming They've up, too. They've got to fix this. Uh, They've yeah. got to fix this. Yeah. And one, one quick liner, and I know there'll be a good kick out of this when we talk to uh, uh, Shannon Burke. The Detroit Lions have reached the NFC Championship for the first time since 1991. Dallas Cowboy fans reacted by asking, what's the NFC Championship? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 532 with a Kimber Pete Flounder. Neil Borch coming up commentary. And uh, and a happy good story with happy sweetness, too, with a Kimber Pete Flounder. And Flounder's Funnies next, next, next. Yeah, baby. Got a little moonwalking here. Look at Michael Jackson. Still can't believe how that just ruined the life of a superstar. What a shame. Michael Jackson, 1988. Michael Jackson went to number one singles chart with The Way You Make Me Feel, the third single from Jackson's seventh album, Bad, for which Michael Jackson had written over 60 songs for the album. Plans of releasing a three-disc album, but producer Quincy Jones convinced him to make Bad a one-disc LP. Where's my fish? Where's my fry? Oh, here it is. I'm sorry. So that's the thing with the thing. Um, also, a little birthday note or two, Gail O'Grady. You may remember her from NYPD Blue. She played that kind of chubby, real pretty, sweet blonde girl, Donna, 
NYPD Blue, Gail O'Grady, 61. She also was an American Dream, the other uh, TV series, uh, sweet lady, I think. And on this day in history, uh, three uh, three uh, deaths of interest, ironically. Uh, night, uh, 2005, Tonight Show host Johnny Carson died from emphysema. In 2011, true guru of physical fitness Jack LaLanne died of respiratory failure. Pneumonia was 96. And three years ago, 2021, Larry King died of sepsis after recovering from COVID. Larry was 87. So there you go, but a thing there with a the thing. Uh, very, oh, by the way, uh, the quick sports thing, Pete, if you don't mind. Kimber, Pete, and Flounder here, by the way, till 6 o'clock. Neil Bort's coming up to talk to you in a second. And a Flounder's funny second, but first... Uh, the Buffalo Bills kicker, Tyler Bass. Uh, you, uh, Pete played for you the Korean uh, sound of them uh, with this missed kick wide, oh! <laughs> uh, wide right. And, of course, the, the, the worst two words anybody in Buffalo will be hearing is wide right. Uh, but here's what happened. Tyler Bass, uh, he, was, he took himself off of social media after he missed the kick. Uh, the, his uh, Bass account was taken off, deactivated formally on Twitter. Um, uh, the account doesn't exist. He also took off his Instagram account. Uh, sorry, this page isn't available. So the Bills mock. They call themselves started donating to his local nonprofit charity, the Ten Lives Club, which supports kitty cats, a no-kill cat rescue and cat shelter. And so the uh, Bills Mafia say we stand with Tyler Bass. Don't bully our friend. So they started getting people to donate twenty-two dollars in his uh, name to Ten Lives Club, and they say he doesn't deserve any of the hate he's receiving. Is an excellent football player, a better, even better person. Took the time to help our organization rescue cats last year. Leave our friend alone. He's been getting threats. And so they're saying, come on, knock it off. You missed the kick. How do you think he feels? Yeah. He can come back from this. He's got more than one life. Uh, oh, ah. Thank you. <laughs> more than one life, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Kim repeat and Flounder. Ow, God, just send a message next way. Flounder's funny. What do you got here, Flounder? <laughs> uh, we got some more one-liners from that guy, Bobby Tesla. Ah, uh, very funny guy. I like. I him. finally finished the book I was writing last week. Thank you. <laughs> That's not what I was fishing for. <laughs> but uh, I did. I finished it. It's uh, cool. It's, uh, it's an autobibliography. <laughs> That's the most of all the books I've read. I was in a minor car accident, and it was my fault. I, I, I like, hit someone from behind and because uh, I was checking out some woman walking down the sidewalk. <laughs> Such a bummer. Even more of a bummer, she came over to see if we were okay, and she was ugly. <laughs> That's a double whammy right there. <laughs> Have you ever seen ugly people driving really fast? It's like, where can they possibly be going? <laughs> A lot of times we see those signs that say no U-turns allowed. So what I do, I just make mine in the shape of a W. <laughs> I'm here to teach. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Last night, one of his great lines was, he said he was talking to me, he called a woman uh, by mistake, he called her Mrs. Johnson. She uh, uh, he said, what the hell was it? He called her, uh, oh, he, he identified her as uh, ma'am or something. She said, 
It's Miz. And he said, oh, Ms. excuse me, I should have known no one would ever want to marry you or something like that. <laughs> I can't do the man justice. Very, What's his name again? A very funny fellow. Uh, Bobby Tessel. Tessel, there you go. Uh, okay, 542. Now, uh, this morning, every Tuesday morning on the morning show, they have Neil Bortz call in from wherever he might be because he's retired and driving around. And he calls in about 724 in the morning and talks for 10 or 15 minutes and they have a little chat. Well, uh, this week we are going to uh, uh, also be having Neil Bortz call the Kimmer program. Uh, uh, this week, it's Thursday afternoon uh, time, 4 maybe 4 p.m. There, somewhere around 4 o'clock Thursday afternoon to chat with Neil Bortz just for fun. Now, it may not always be a Thursday. It's just whenever we, he's around, we can get him. We're going to talk to him just to have fun to see what's going on with Neil Bortz. Now, this morning he was on and told a very interesting story, especially in light of the fact that the uh, Fulton County floozy Fanny, the uh, prosecutor, uh, was the side piece for this lawyer, Nathan Wade, who had never done any kind of, uh, of felony stuff with uh, RICO convictions or, you know, a federal crime stuff like that, but she hired him anyway, gave him almost $700,000, and a court case has turned out that he's apparently giving his ex-wife $700 a week, and she's going, you know, deleting the bank account every time, trying to pay her bills, kind of sleazy, and the background in this guy shows that apparently most of the stuff he did in court was getting people to change their names. He'd give him help if he wanted to do an official name change. Well, speaking of that, Neil Bortz told an incredible story of when he was an attorney and even he had to fight to get a name change. But the story is why in the world he had it done. Here's Neil Bortz from this morning with a morning. Yeah, well, it's what my parents did to me. Yeah, but, and then it was the Real ID Act when it came along that made me, made me go ahead and change my middle name to A. Who in the hell during World War II... Oh, he's going to give their kid the middle name of Adolf. Who is going to do that? I had How no much idea. Do you have to be drinking. I mean, that's worse than Lamont, which is my middle name. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Neil says, I don't know. <laughs> and it is, I agree. I, I don't but know. Then, Neil just said he'll take Adolf back. <laughs> exactly, instead of but Lamont. Then, but then after the Real ID Act came along, where your full name had to be on your uh, on your driver's license, and and I'm doing a lot of commercial flying back then, and I'd get up to the, the TSA, and on my driver's license, the Neil Adolph Bortz Jr. was printed so that the most prominent damn word there was Adolph. Oh, so, no. Yeah, so these, oh, Adolph, I see. Oh, it's oh, Adolph. we know all about you. Yeah, I, I and when we, oh, you were born during World War II. Mm -hmm. And so I... I you know, being a lawyer, uh, I went and, and uh, filed the petition to change my name. Now, you know, it, changing your name has a rough time in the courts because they're always concerned that you're doing it for some nefarious purpose to, right. to dodge debts or what have you. And the judge really grilled me on it. Uh, you know, why do you want to change it? And, and finally, it I said, should Your be Honor, so apparent, sir. I said, yeah, what year were you born in? She said, that's immaterial. <laughs> well, I was born in 1945 before World War II was over. That should answer your question. <laughs> and she she knew she was up against a very powerful force in that courtroom. And she went ahead and signed the approval. There you go. Neil Borge from this morning. And again, he'll be joining us uh, this week on Thursday. And uh, we'll have a little fun. I just looked it up. Neil was born April 6th. 
uh, the same month Hitler killed himself. That's right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, mercy. Uh, anyway, four, it's a quarter of six already coming up. Another Flounder's Funny. And we may maybe we'll play that uh, Barbara Lee, the racist uh, anti-American traitor, as far as I'm concerned, to her country from California. And uh, a sweet story uh, about Tay-Tay and her man and his brother. Oh. Uh, Seth coming up here with the Kipper Feed Flounder. Quarter six. Uh, here we go. 546, actually. <laughs> like <I got>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right back. Atlanta radio legends are right here on Extra 106.3. And here's what you missed from Neil Bortz. Oh, my goodness. All these narratives about racism in our criminal justice system being destroyed. Oh, but you won't read about it. You won't read about it. This has to be buried. Doesn't fit the narrative. Catch Neil's commentary every day on Extra 106.3 or listen anytime on the Extra 106.3 app. The engagement ring that started your story. The wedding band that commemorates that special day. The diamond tennis bracelet for your first anniversary. The beautiful earrings with your first child's birthstone. Some of your life's best moments were celebrated with the help of Solomon Brothers Jewelers. No matter the occasion, we've been there for all of them. From weddings and birthdays to anniversaries and graduations, nothing says I love you more than a beautiful piece of fine jewelry from Solomon Brothers Jewelers. What's your next special occasion? Celebrate it with a beautiful pair of diamond earrings, necklace, bracelet, watch, or a ring from Solomon Brothers Jewelers. See rings and styles you've never seen before at prices you've never seen before. And don't forget, we also offer jewelry cleaning and repair. Life's greatest moments are meant to be cherished, and no matter the price, you'll find something nice at Solomon Brothers. Visit us on Peachtree Road in Buckhead or Old Milton Parkway in Alpharetta, online at SolomonBrothers.com and on Instagram at Solomon Brothers. If you have been to Chuckingham Palace, you know that we now have gorgeous double front doors. Well, Dan Watkins, the guy that put that door in, told me some interesting things about it at dinner. Atlanta is a weird market for front doors. For 40 years, builders have been installing odd-sized side lights as part of the front door, which is a huge problem now that people realize how much better their home looks with modern and beautiful double doors. Most companies will tell you the double door installation can't be done. It can be done, and we're the company to do it, no matter how odd the opening is. Let all Four Seasons garage and entry doors be the ones to tell you yes. True Prep on Cobb Parkway is your one-stop shop for emergency preparedness supplies, including freeze-dried food, water filtration, first aid, and more. They also have a large selection of firearms, including a huge selection of AR-15s, firearm accessories, and ammo at the lowest prices around. They are locally owned and operated. You can visit their store in Marietta on Cobb Parkway or online at trueprep.com. That's T-R-U-Prep.com. Prepare today for a worry-free tomorrow at True Prep. I feel like I need a megaphone. Attention, small business owners. Hey, it's Tug. How nervous are you about the roller coaster ride that we're on? Recession, inflation, high interest rates, and the most recent of issues, the banking crisis. If it wasn't tough enough already to get a small business loan from the mega banks, now it's going to be virtually impossible. That's why you want to reach out to my friends at First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. The Frost family. They can say yes when the big banks say no. And now they're saying yes more than than ever before. And they don't just work in Georgia. They work in all 50 states. So whether you want to buy a franchise or build a new building and you need $250,000 or more in financing, 
fast. Go to FirstLibertyGA.com. Fill out the simple form, and in minutes you'll know if you're a fit for the program. First Liberty Building and Loan have backed hundreds of Georgia businesses. They can be your secret weapon, too. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. What does it feel like to file with TaxLayer and get your guaranteed maximum refund? It feels like the last level of a video game, facing off against the final boss who stands between you and your refund. All your refund has belonged to me. Using the power of TaxLayer like a secret power-up, he doesn't see coming. Only the most tax confident can defeat me. Throwing your laptop at his video game face and watching him crumble into a giant pile of shiny coin tax refunds. Oh, not fair. You use Tax Slayer. Save up to 80% when you file with Tax Slayer. Start for free. My name is Pamela Conley. I worked for Bruce Hagen for 22 years. It's been the best years of my life, and not everyone can say that about their jobs. I'm the intake specialist for new clients, so I am the voice you hear when you call our office and the first face you see when you come by. I love sharing my years of experience with people and alongside Bruce, helping them through what is so often a really hard time. My name is Pamela Conley, and I work for Bruce Hagen. Let him work for you. Hagen-Law.com. Neil Bortz here. Maybe you've already taken the steps to improve your health, maybe save your life. You're using a CPAP for your sleep apnea. I've been using one for well over 20 years. So right now I'm here to tell you about a source for CPAPs and CPAP supplies here in the Atlanta area. CPAPs, etc. They're in Alpharetta. They have whatever you need. Roddy and Sharon are your CPAP experts and they'll ship nationwide. More information, CPAPs, ET <laughs> Here we go. Da, 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 da. Kind of a sad story. Uh, talking about Chicago here right now. 1978, musician, songwriter Terry Kath, best known as the original guitarist for Chicago, was at a party at a roadie's house in band technician Don Johnson's home in Woodland Hills, Los Angeles on this day in 1978. Kath picked up a semi-automatic 9mm pistol and leaning back in a chair said to Johnson, don't worry about it, look, the clip isn't even in it. To satisfy Johnson's concerns about holding a gun, Kath showed the empty magazine to Johnson. Kath then replaced the magazine in the gun, put the gun to his temple, and pulled the trigger. Apparently unbeknownst, however, there was a round in the chamber, and he died immediately, killed himself in the head. <laughs> That's why you always rack the slide whenever you... Anyway, whatever. Uh, birthdays, Robin Zander, rap, uh, a rock and, uh, rock and Roll Hall of Famer, Cheap Trick. Biggest hits, The Flame, Don't Be Cruel, I Want You to Want Me. Uh, Robin Zander, 71. Nora McDonald, the uh, lying disinformationer from CBS, is 50 today. Uh, the Pueblo incident. American spy ship, the USS Pueblo, seized by North Korea near territorial waters this day, 1968, charged with spying. Uh, oh, God, remember Commander Booker? I mean, this was a horrible story. It lasted like for 11 months before they finally... Somebody died. It was a, really a nasty deal. And he was criticized for not scuttling the ship. And, I mean, it, the whole thing was handled really badly. Really, really badly. Uh, let's see. Uh, in 1991, the IRS started auctioning off Willie Nelson's property to satisfy his back taxes, which totaled $16 million. <laughs> Willie Nelson, how do you get to owe $16 million? You'd think after you owe about $12 million, you start to say, gee, I think I'm probably sort of paying this. Or I don't know, maybe. Uh, anyway, let's see what else we got. That's, that's enough, I guess. One more. <laughs> uh, I we probably use that. 
Well, I'm not going to say Yeah, that. I wouldn't say anything either. That, the the first like... tax service we used several years ago. Ah, yes. One. Oh, that's right. The corporate entity. <laughs> they, he probably used them. That's why. Yeah, I wouldn't be so a bit surprised. I think uh, he's still, what, oh, 30K? Yeah, he's still, yeah. <laughs> uh, 550. <laughs> that's right. We, we were in debt $30,000. When we said, As soon as we founded the Kimmer Show podcast, we were in debt thirty grand. I said, we haven't even done anything. She said, oh, yeah, you owe $30,000. Oh, my God. <laughs> that wasn't exactly a business major. Jeez. Anyway, 53. Um, oh, we're not going to have time for the, to do the... Uh, the uh, 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 how long is that Barbara Lee cut? Offhand to the top of your head? This is a Barbara Lee from California. Five seconds. We've okay, got time. Barbara Lee, California, total liar. She's been around forever. She's a million years old. She's running for Senate, and she's like in fourth place. So she was on CNN telling a story of how she's now a victim of white supremacy with some white guy. I was walking from the House building on Capitol Hill to the Capitol, and a man, a white guy, stopped me and told me I could not get into the member's elevator. And, you know, we have uh, pens, and I was going to vote. And he blocked me from getting into the elevator and told me I was not a member of Congress, and it was for members only. I said, sir, I'm a member of Congress. And he, I showed him my pen, and he said, whose pen did you steal? Now, this is an example of what personal racism is and how people of color constantly have to deal with this each and every day. But systemic racism is in the policies of this country. And just look no, at what please, they're trying to fine. do in terms she, of she eliminating was, diversity, she, equity. Yeah, she was complaining about Nikki Haley saying America was not based on racism and we've not had work to do, but, you know, we're not a racist country. And that's where she unloaded. By the way, uh, just like Jussie Smollett, she needs publicity because she's in fourth place running for Senate. Uh, maybe she was trying to pull a fire alarm and a tourist asked her why. And then she she Smolletted. Now they're turning the Jesse Smollett case into a verb. She's Smollett telling a lie story about racism, trying to get racist sympathy running for the Senate. Unbelievable. Jesse Smollett, three. Unbelievable. You know, this is MAGA country. Give me a break. By the way, uh, the L.A. Times has now done an, uh, has done an editorial begging all you millionaire Californians fleeing the country to stop saying bad things about it. Uh, to the people leaving California, may the road rise to meet you as you seek better lives in new places. Now can you please extend some goodwill to those of us who remain? If you want to leave, fine, but don't insult California on the way out. 800,000 Californians moved last year. Year. Uh, 2022 in one year, 800,000, and they take their million-dollar bungalows and their million-dollar bank accounts and disappear. Uh, and he said, and now, of course, they're being warned to bring in your stupid California ways to your new neighborhoods. But anyway, so they're now up in arms about California. What a bunch of crap. Uh, 556. Uh, and now a sweet story we mentioned the other day. Uh, the uh, 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 Travis Kelsey's brother, who was also a football player, took a shirt off during the game, and Taylor Swift is in the thing, and he ripped his shirt off, and then he ju- he was drugging beer and having a good time, and then there's a little girl, a nine-year-old girl named Ella, eight-year-old girl named Ella, who was down below holding up a sign, and so the uh, the football player, uh, uh, Travis's brother, jumped down there and said, we're going to show this to Taylor, okay, and he lifted her up so she could see, and Taylor Swift could see her, and her mother, now Jessica, says this woman was... Was, she said she waved back and smiled. Ella was in heaven. She probably doesn't realize what a big star Jason Kelsey is. She couldn't believe she saw Taylor. The rest of the game, she was on cloud nine. Uh, they had no idea that he that she'd be there in the suite. Uh, Jessica didn't even recognize the Eagles player when he jumped down to help her daughter. I thought it was Ryan Fitzpatrick because he has a beard. Everyone was saying it was Jason Kelsey. It happened so fast. Anyone who's a football fan knows Jason Kelsey's a girl dad, so I knew she was in good hands. 
hands. And that was when Jason Kelsey's wife called somebody else in the booth and tell him to get his ass back in the booth. <laughs> Which was pretty funny. Anyway, I think that's such a sweet story. And uh, he's a girl dad. And girl dads uh, uh, do stuff like that. And by the way, my granddaughter Molly is nine. And she went to a Taylor Swift concert with uh, Sarah, her mother, at, uh, when the tickets were like three grand. And I gave her two Taylor Swift presents for Christmas. That's how big Taylor Swift is in the young and the little girls, eight, nine years old. And there's nothing, I mean, I, I'm not concerned about it. I don't think it's a bad thing. I, she's not like she's, you know, drinking blood out of a vampire scene or something. No, she's a wholesome girl. <laughs> uh, so I have no problem with it, but I think it's amazing. And little Molly is a daredevil. She's a, I mean, she's a freak, just fearless, absolutely fearless. Uh, I put videos of her doing things I wouldn't even imagine doing myself. I mean, this girl is a knucklehead. And, and she's a girly girl all the way. Loves Taylor Swift and couldn't be any happier. Anyway, boys, are we almost out of time. We got one, a Flounder's Funny coming up. And again, uh, don't forget, Neil Bortz will be joining us on the air, uh, on the radio, on uh, Thursday uh, around 4 o'clock. Anyway, a little Flounder's Funny. Before we go, one more shot here. I realized early on that these, these student loans are basically small business loans, and the business is you, and you're maybe not such a great business. <laughs> Look, if they call them small business loans, no 18-year-old kid would ever get the loan because it's a bad idea for a business. If you had to go to the bank, to the small business desk, and ask me, like, yeah, I'm going to need $150,000, they'd be like, all right, what's your business idea? All right, here's the idea. For the next four years, I'm going to get blackout drunk. But also, I'm going to get a degree in sociology. They'd be like, get the f*** out of our bank. You're like, that's fine, I will, but just know that I did have a way to pay you guys back. It's going to give you $80 a month for the next 240 years. <laughs> Who is that, Nerf Flounder? That is Neil Brennan. Neil Brennan. Anyway, boys, have a great day. Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. See you all again tomorrow. I got to go. You're killing me. Hoorah, <laughs> <laughs> Semper Five, baby. Uh, Christine, sing me home, darling. I'm on the way, baby girl. <laughs> Look out. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.
The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.